0: The following is another KXPN Sports presentation. KXPN Sports presents high school football.
1: Fourth and one from the seventh. Quarterback's going to keep it. Pearson on that right side. He's got up the first down. He's pushing the pile forward. And now here comes the troops to help drive him down to the one-yard line.
0: Tonight, the Kearney Bearcats return home to battle the Columbus Discoverers. High School Football on ESPN Radio is brought to you by the KXPN Sports Club.
1: Second and eight here for the Cats. Time to throw here for Pearson. Pearson throws it deep and it's caught. Caden Miller down the sideline is going to be pulled down inside the 20-yard line. Down to the 16. Huge gain on the play. A gain of 50 yards.
0: Kearney returns home for the first time since week two and looks for their first win of the season against a Columbus team that has won four of their first five games. It's the Discoverers and the Bearcats coming up next. But first, it's the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. We'll join ESPN Radio's Randy Bushcutter live from Foster Field in Kearney right after this word from Hogemeyer Hybrids.
1: Good evening, everyone, and welcome here to the University of Nebraska at Kearney. Ron and Carol Cope Stadium here as the Bearcats, looking for their first win of the year, will be taking on Columbus. The Discoverers come in with a pretty good record uh, as they'll roll in with a record of 3-1 and one on the season. But really, here it is the first weekend of October, and we're not exactly sure what kind of football team either one of these two squads are for two completely different reasons. Kearney High has played nothing but top-notch talent. They have played Three of the top five teams in the state. And against that uh, level of of talent, they've had a little bit of trouble getting going, obviously, playing that talent. And uh, we really don't know exactly how good the Bearcats really are uh, as they're still trying to get their sea legs here at the beginning of the season with the, the coronavirus costing them a couple of games and other difficulties like that. We're not exactly sure how good Columbus is going to be because Columbus has only played one team that's won a single game all year, and that is a 3-3 and Lincoln North Star team that they lost to 24-19. to They have beaten some teams that have not won a single game all season. So again, for two opposite reasons, we're not exactly sure how good Columbus is or, quite frankly, how good Carney High is as they come into action tonight. Randy Bush cut along with Scott Moring, and, and coach, here it is, first weekend of, of October. And again, I think it's kind of weird. We just really don't know really how good Carney High is.
3: Yeah, and Kearney, and credit to them, that you know they pick up uh, some games uh, from some canceled games, and they decide to, to find the very best of the best to go against. And, uh, you know, when you're at this point in the season and everybody you've played hasn't lost a game, that says something about the quality of the opponents that you've been against. And so this very well could be uh, one of the top ten teams in the state, the Bearcats, um, but yet they don't have a win to show for it yet at this point in the year.
1: Yeah, so they're coming in uh, 0 for, and again, their they're, they're, they're they're, the official standings that the NSA points out there has them at 0-1 on the season because those rescheduled games initially weren't counting, and since then the NSA has decided that everybody's going to be getting in the playoffs. So this is obviously a playoff team. This is not a must-win game. Carney high because again everybody's getting in there are no must win games but they really want to kind of find out who they are and obviously Unite need to build some some positive momentum as at the end of this month they're they're playing illumination games
3: right and you know at this point in the season uh, you got to start racking up a couple wins here and there because Who knows what happens next week? Maybe next week's opponent gets canceled out of the blue. So you want to build some wins here so that when you do get seeded for the playoffs, you're not playing a a very, you know, the number nine seed in this case. And being, you know, one of the lower seeds where you're actually playing a a really solid playoff football team. Uh, You want to position yourself to even possibly uh, get into that top nine through 16 area where you can have a home game.
1: Yeah, and we'll talk more about it as we go. But uh, injury is going to be a little bit of a factor, and obviously we're a lot more interested in the injury to to Jack Johnson, who's hurt his shoulder. Leading tackler here for Carney High uh, at his linebacker position, not going to be able to play today. So somebody's going to have to step up defensively here for the Cats.
3: Yeah, and that's always a, a big blow when your leading tackler is is injured, especially on a shoulder for someone for for a defensive player. So uh, you know it's just going to be. Uh, The next man up mantra, I know that uh, they've been playing a lot of JV games, uh, a lot of sophomore games, a lot of, you know, to get some experience for some kids. So uh, probably look for one of those kids who've had some some reps here in the last few weeks on those Monday nights to step up into the position tonight.
1: Absolutely. Well, we'll find out a lot more of what the coaches have to think about this as we'll continue with more of our pregame show brought to you by Hogemeyer Hybrids. Contact Terry and Jason Stark, your Hogemeyer Hybrid seed dealer. We'll step away for a moment. When we come back, we'll talk with the two head coaches. We'll begin with Craig Williams from Columbus when we return right after this.
4: Welcome back to the Hogan Meyer Hybrids pregame show for Friday Night Football as Carney High takes on conference rival Columbus tonight and head coach Craig Williams joins us here to talk about his discoverers. You're playing some pretty good football right now. At least that's the way it looks. Coach, uh, what do you think about your team here through the first half of the season?
5: Well, you know, I mean, you look at this year and, and I think everybody's just happy to be on the field. But, um, you know, our kids have been playing very good football. Um, you know, we've been coming out, we've been taking care of the football. You know, we've only got one turnover on the year. Our, our defense has been turning teams over. Um, you know, and we've been taking advantage of, of some of those short fields and, and creating opportunities for ourselves. And, uh, you know, those are things that we've got to continue moving forward as our schedule gets tougher.
4: Coach, we've kind of been talking about this with, uh, with everybody, about how they handled the offseason, what it was like for their kids, with what was going on with the pandemic. What was it like uh, from your side? How much were you able to do with your guys in the offseason, and how did that affect maybe what you were able to do once the season got started?
5: Yeah. You know, when, uh, when we first uh, had to start staying at home, uh, you know, we went virtual with everything, you know, back in uh, May and June and, and uh, just had communication with our kids online and, and had some Zoom meetings with them with some position groups, um, you know, got back into the weight room in the middle of June, like a lot of schools did. And then um, we, we had a couple, of, we actually had a two week camp there in the middle of the of July. We did things a little bit different during that time, gave them, went about three days a week instead of a full week and and um you know tried to tried to not overdo it you know once the kids got back going going into some high school stuff we knew every coach was want to get was going to want to get their hands on them so we we kind of just backed off a little bit and um you know got in some of the essentials but um you know the the biggest thing is that our kids have have bought into the protocols and bought into the safety procedures that we set and and they understand that to play football, these are the things they got to do. And it's just the reality of what we live in right now. And, um, you know, this, this game is important to them. Their teammates are important to them. So they're willing to make those sacrifices.
4: Columbus coach Craig Williams with us here on the pregame show. Coach, how important was it to find that game on week one, plus have success against a team at Scotts Bluff that's been very strong?
5: Yeah, and that was, uh, that, that was one that uh, wasn't even on our radar when we, when we first started looking for a game. And, um, you know we were fortunate enough that they contacted us uh when, when they uh when they lost their game with one of the colorado schools but um yeah yeah and, and and week one's always really an unknown you just don't know um what teams have coming back how much kids have grown from one year to the next so um you know that was a tremendous game for us to to have success against a team that had won you know 35 games in three years and and uh just a tremendous program and and uh, you know to find that game and and, and get our feet on the ground and and get going uh before we had to to face north fork uh, you know that was big for us and and uh you know really built some confidence in our kids
4: tell me a little bit about what you have done uh, at the quarterback spot obviously cj had been there for you brody has stepped in and done some good things this season
5: yeah, and and it uh, really started last year. You know, we knew that uh, we had a, a, an exciting player and, and Brody Mickey. Um, you know, just with what he can do on the ground, and and uh, you know, he, he throws a nice ball, but really he can run the football. Uh, not nearly as big as CJ Fleeman. Uh, CJ was a kid that could uh, really tuck the ball, run between the tackles for us, and had a really strong arm. Um, but uh, we started throwing Brody into some games last year as a sophomore, and. And, you know, he's played against, uh, you know, the West Sides and the and the Millard South of the world and, and uh, a few a few series in each one of those games last year. So, um, you know, trying to get him some experience in case we needed him. Uh, we obviously did not expect to have to, to re- lean on him so early, especially this year. But, um, you know, he, he's come in and done a nice job. We really haven't changed a lot of what we've done. Uh, maybe just tailored a little more. Uh, to his style of running and, and, and trying to get him outside a little bit more. But uh, really, we haven't changed anything in the offense. He stepped right in and, and uh, picked up where C.J. started the season off.
4: Columbus football coach Craig Williams joining us here on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. Kind of a contrast, if you just pick up the stat sheet and look at it, Carney uh, High has played a ton of rated teams, You have not. You've had success. But that, uh, I guess, is a double-edged sword. You've had success and got a chance to play a lot of kids. Tell the folks tonight what they may see offensively from your discoverers.
5: Well, I think the the big thing for us is uh, we've got some kids. We've got a number of kids that um, have, have been successful for us this year. You know, we try to spread the ball around. I think, you know, last week we had five kids that rushed for 45 yards or more. Um, you know, uh, looking at the stats, you, you know, we, we have Brody Mickey who's who's thrown for 700 yards, but we don't have a receiver that uh, has over 200 yards receiving. You know, we just we try to roll a lot of kids in there and, and um, you know, spread the ball around because we got some kids that can make plays. Um, you know, it, we think we play an exciting type of offense and, and uh, when it's going well and, and hopefully, uh, you know, it's going to be an exciting game.
4: Defensively, uh, Stanley has been uh, kind of a kid that was getting some off-season uh, uh, hype here, and he's definitely uh, led your team defensively.
5: Yeah, and and uh, really our linebacking core, uh, you know, Mason Warren, Blaze Stanley, on in the inside—they played a lot of football for Columbus High. You know, they've both been starting since they were sophomores. Um, you know, they've taken their lumps in the middle of that defense, and and uh, they really have led our defense. And and uh, we've tried to really preach being more physical, and um, it, it's something that, uh, you know, I, I think when we've played big physical teams in the past, we've had a hard time with them, um, you know, and, and we know to take that next step, we've got to be able to do those things. Uh, that's why week one was big for us to play Scott's Bluff, and, and I think this is going to be our next big challenge uh, with Carney High because they're, they're a physical football team. They always have been, and, and uh, you know, it's certainly going to be a challenge for our defense and then trying to hold up against that offensive line.
4: Loves coach Craig Williams with us here on ESPN. I guess that leads me into my next question, coach. I kind of mentioned it uh, as your next big test. As we said, three of the teams you've beaten haven't won a football game yet. I'm sure you're anxious to see uh, how much your team has improved here since week one.
5: Yeah, you know, and and, uh, really, you know, all year we, we played good football with the exception of the first half against North Star and we ended up dropping that game. So um, you know, we really want to see how how we stack up. And, and uh, I know what Carney High's record is, but I also know they played number one, two, and four in the state. Um, you know, looking at them on film, I think this is a top six or seven team in the state. There's no question about it. Um, you know, Brandon Kuhl has done a tremendous job, really has set the standard for what... Uh, you know the outstate schools really want to be in, in their football program, and um, you know just a, a tremendous person and tremendous football coach. So, uh, you know we are certainly looking ex- looking forward to seeing where we stand uh, up against this this Carney High team, and and um, you know we're looking for an exciting game. We want to come out and play play physical, try to match their physicality because we know they're going to be ready to go. I know they're. They're hungry. They're not used to being 0-3, um, you know, and, and they're certainly a better football team than, than what that record shows, and I, I know they're going to come out ready to roll. And,
4: hey Coach, what do you see specifically uh, from this Carney team uh, that's going to give you concern tonight?
5: Well, you know, I, I think their the aggressiveness, um, you know, how, how hard they play on both, of the, both sides of the line. I, I think their kids, you know, they just understand what it takes to win. And uh, you know, I, I know their quarterback is uh, is exciting, and, and uh, he can run the football and kind of a power runner back there. And but uh, when it comes time to throw it, he can he can zip that ball around the field and and, and puts the ball on the spot where he needs to put it. And, uh, you know, defensively, you know, they get to the football. They fly around. Um, you know, I've always felt like it's one of the most disciplined teams in the state. Um, they're very well coached. And and uh, you're not going to come out and, and, and trick them a whole lot. You're going to have to go out and beat them. And uh, usually they, they're they're not off their game. So you're going to have to beat them on their game. And, and uh, you know, that's what makes Carney so tough. Well, Coach, uh, congratulations
4: on a great start to the season. We look forward to a good football game tonight. We appreciate the time here on the pregame. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me. That's Craig Williams, head coach at Columbus, and we'll be back to chat with Brandon Cool of the Carney Bearcats right after this on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show on ESPN Radio.
6: The Cheesy Burrito has been one of Amigos' faves for almost 40 years. That gooey cheddar cheese wrapped in a warm tortilla started out just for the kids and became so much more. Right now, in honor of our 40th anniversary, Amigos is offering three new Cheesy Burritos, three cheese for an all-new twist, black bean queso for veggie lovers, and chicken bacon ranch for everyone. Great Cheesy Burritos aren't just for kids. So make today a cheesy day at Amigos.
4: Back on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show here on ESPN Radio, the Carney Bearcats home for the first time in a long time as they take on Columbus. And Coach Brandon Cool is with us. And, Coach, uh, we've talked a lot this week about missing things, and it seemed like you were never going to leave. And then you get the first two at home, you get quarantined, and it seems like it's been forever
8: since you've been at good old Foster Field. Yeah, that's a, that's a definitely a, a great point. Uh, we're excited about getting back to uh, UNK and UNK's campus and play at Foster Field. Uh, it's going to be senior night for us, so to get our parents and our seniors recognized is always a, a tremendous deal. It's one of those things where it feels like it's been a long time since we've been down there, so uh, we're looking forward to this opportunity.
4: Coach, what was it like getting back? We chatted with you on the Doug and Daddy show ahead of Bell West last week in, in a big top 10 matchup, and a lot of coaches are saying, I don't care what Carney's record is, they're a top 10 football team, and, and, and we'll get to that, but what was it like getting back to competition?
8: It was awesome. It was good for us to <clears throat> get out there on Friday nights and see our kids compete uh, against one of the best teams in Class A. there's a reason why those guys are number one. They're, they're solid on both sides of the football, and, and they got athletes uh, in all sorts of directions. And so for us to kind of get back and kind of get the no- uh, rest knocked off, uh, we were able to do that right away. They we were able to store, score a touchdown in the first series with a big play from Preston to Caden uh, Miller. And then we kind of scuffled a little bit throughout the most of the first half and came back and hit a big kickoff return uh, to start the third quarter. Uh, so special teams were rocking and rolling just a little bit. So, uh, again, uh, because of our opponent, uh, there's some things that uh, didn't look very good for us. But uh, from the end of the day, those games are going to be huge as we continue on our football season.
4: When you look back at the video, you we talked about it last week, all these Division One kids that they have. Uh, how did you think your boys stacked up with Bell?
8: You know what? I like how our kids compete. Uh, they play extremely hard on Friday night. Um, there's some times where uh, we have to do a better job of controlling the line of scrimmage. Sometimes we got to do a better job of open field tackling. Uh, we got to do a little bit sharper routes. We got to give time for Preston to throw the ball back behind there. So it's just the little things uh, that you're going to have to do against a good, good, great teams in Class A in order to uh, to survive. So. Uh, again, back, back to what we're what we're working on all week long and, and see if we can't uh, make those adjustments uh, as we play here at Columbus tonight.
4: So now that you're kind of back into routine, what what have you worked on in practice this week, Coach?
8: Well, I think the key part is there's uh, a couple things that we want to be able to do. We've got to do a better job of communicating on defense. Uh, you get a lot of different formations or a lot of different movements, a lot of different motions, a little bit more verbal up uh, behind uh, in the secondary and for sure talking to the linebackers. We still want to be a little bit, a little bit more movement with the guys up front uh, defensively, and so we're trying to give our opponents a lot of different looks uh, with, uh, with our, with our defensive front five, front six guys as we bring a, an outside linebacker down every once in a while. Uh, offensively, what we worked on is uh, we got to get back to doing what we do from an offensive perspective. We've got to be able to establish the run, which we're uh, been limited here the last two games against West Side and against uh, Bellevue West. You're going to have to do the run so it sets up our passing game a little bit better. And so we try to uh, analyze some things to help out um, with the running backs and quarterbacks uh, working in the run game and then trying to uh, eliminate any type of mistakes from a route perspective so we can get guys in the right spot so Preston can find them.
4: Coach Brandon Kuhl, the Carney Bearcats, joining us here on the Hogan Hybrids pregame show, going to ask you about that running game. Uh, is that the opponent or are there some things that uh, you're just not pleased with right now about getting some yards
8: on the ground? Well, it's uh, kind of a double-edged sword there. Obviously, our opponents up front have been really, really good. And uh, anytime you're good, it's pretty tough for us to be be able to run between the tackles uh, because those guys were 290 to 300 pounds last week, and the defensive ends were really squeezing everything hard and and tight. So you're going to have to work a little bit more with the perimeter game. Uh, For us to come back, uh, I You'll think there's some things from a technique perspective that we can do a little bit better job on, whether we're pinning a defensive lineman and, and pulling a guard. You know, sometimes we're I – mean, we got pretty good foot speed up front, believe it or not. Sometimes our kids are even overrunning some of those blocks and we're getting caught from behind. So uh, it's just a little things that uh, those guys just need game experience. If we had had game experience uh, and instead of losing two football games here for the quarantine, I think that would have helped us out against those big games. So um, it's just a little things right now, but our opponents have been outstanding – uh, on both sides of the ball. At the beginning
4: of the year, we were talking about the guys that you were missing, all these new faces coming in. You didn't have a lot of returning starters and who was going to step up. It appears that one of those guys you've already mentioned it was Caden Miller. Uh, I don't know if he's a Seth Stroh uh, a fill-in, but uh, he has sure uh, done some good things for you, both sides of the ball.
8: Yeah, but yeah, that, that's definitely the case. And even on special teams, uh, he's a good return man for the punt return and the kickoff return. Uh, he's got a little bit of uh, an extra burst and he's got great hands, and so he's always finding a way to find the next window so Preston can get him the football. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's a tough dude to cover, and uh, I think you're going to see some opponents maybe start to uh, double team in here in the, in the future, and if that's the case, we're going to have to rely on the other guys to, uh, to try to find a way to get open. So, yeah, he's done a great job, and uh, we get him isolated on one side, and we've moved him around. Sometimes we have him on the outside. Sometimes we switch him a little bit where we put him on the inside slot Sometimes we put them in motion and give them the jet sweep coming out of the other direction. So we got to continue to do that uh, in order for us to uh, improve offensively.
4: Columbus, uh, obviously there's a lot of uh, history, but maybe not so much on the football field. Uh, a team that bounces back and forth between uh, A and B. Uh, some of the kids will know him from conference and some of the other sports. What do you know about the Discoverers?
8: Well, I think the key part is, uh, as you analyze Columbus on film, Uh, Number one, I I believe their offense and their defense have done a great job of meshing with each other. I think they have the whole package going. and They're really aggressive on on defense with that 3-3 stack. They're going to blitz one or two guys each time. And then they're really aggressive on offense. They're going to give you about three or four or five different formations, throw a lot of jet motion, a lot of motion, or a lot of shifts. And so you're going to have to get guys lined up in the correct spot, or they're going to over. Uh, overcompensate that and they're going to be able to attack you to the, to the perimeter. So, um, you know, Columbus got good athletes. Looks like they got good foot speed in, in certain spots. Um, I think we match up well size-wise. So instead of going against 290 and 300 pounders here the last three weeks, we have an opportunity to kind of go against guys that are probably our size. And uh, so the matchups from athlete to athlete looks like it's pretty similar. Well, We haven't played Columbus for a long, long time. We play them at the freshman level but we don't play them at any other level. So for us to kind of get in tune to what they have and what they have in their program, this is kind of the first time that we've been around them here for probably eight to ten years. And so we're anxious to see how they want to attack us. We're going to have to make some adjustments early on in the game. And once we make those adjustments, hopefully we can settle in and and, uh, attack them uh, from an offensive and defensive perspective.
4: Kind of touched on it being senior night. How weird is it that this could be the final home
8: game of the year? Well, yeah, it's a weird, weird perspective, uh, how everything's gone. Uh, if we can take care of business here the next two or three weeks, uh, we'll have an opportunity to hopefully get a chance to play at Foster Field. We want to play at Foster Field. We think Foster Field's a great venue to play high school football. But it is kind of weird. You deal with these guys for three or four years, and then for those guys to kind of walk out uh, with their parents uh, is, um, is sometimes tough to swallow when you when you deal with these guys and develop relationships with these guys. Um, so uh, it's one of those things where each group comes through, and uh, what a terrific night to recognize these guys uh, for all the time that they put into to our football program.
4: Coach, always great covering the Bearcats, and uh, we look forward to a good game tonight. As always, thanks for the time. All right, thank you for your coverage. That's Brandon Cool, head coach of the Carney Bearcats, and we'll be back with the starting lineups on the Hogemeyer meyer Hybrids pregame show right after this.
11: Tired of looking at your family as they stare into their phones? Why not give them something incredible to look at, like Mother Nature, while cruising around in a new or used boat from Buzz's Marine? Buzz's Marine, your Yamaha outboard dealer, can help you and your family unplug and de-stress in a healthy way on the water. They have sported surf boats, deck boats, fishing boats, and pontoons and triple tunes. Whatever you choose, you can't lose. Find out more today at Buzz's Marine, your Yamaha outboard dealer at 5th and Central Kearney,
1: or online at Buzz's Marine. Dot com let's give you our starting lineups brought to you by five points bank the better bank in carney we'll begin first of all for the uh, columbus defense we'll give you the starting lineups on both defenses at defensive tackle is hector amaya he is a 6'1 200 pound senior ben jansen will play defensive tackle he's 6'4 205 pounds and a senior julio Oliveira will play nose guard he's 5'9 200 pounds and a senior Mason Moore will play Sam linebacker, 5'10", 200 pounds, and a senior. Blaze Stanley will be the Mike linebacker, 5'11", 200 pounds, and a senior. The Will linebacker will be Ian Luby. He's 6'3", 195 pounds, and a junior. Trey Cobza will play stud, and that what a great position to be playing in high school football. He's 5'10", 190 pounds, and a senior. Ernest Hausman will play whip. 6'2", 205 pounds, and a junior. Caleb Van Dyke will be a corner, 5'11", 185 pounds, and a senior. Blake Thompson will be free safety. He's 6'3", 175 pounds, and a junior. And Garrett Esch will play one of the corners. He is 6'3", 185 pounds for head coach Craig Williams. And now for the Bearcats, starting on the defensive end position, is Peter Glant, 6'3", 210 pounds, and a senior. Caden Johnson, 6'2", 280 pounds, senior, will play nose guard. Defensive tackle, we'll call his name a lot, Gabe Van Winkle, 6'3", 240 pounds, and a senior. The weekend will be Alex Shaw, 6'1", 190 pounds, and a senior. Colton Urich will play linebacker, 190 pounds, senior. Parker Wise, six foot, 200 pounds, junior, will play the other linebacker. The strong safety will be Preston Pearson, 6'2", 205 pounds, and a senior. Free safety is Brecken White, 5'9", 180 pounds, and a senior. One of the corners will be Seth Altwine, foot, 170 pounds, and a senior. Miguel Molina will play corner. He's 5'9", 170 pounds, and a senior. And the weak safety will be Caden Miller, 5'11", 165 pounds, and a junior. That's your starting lineup, brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. Statistically, looking at things offensively, for Kearney High throwing the football, Preston Pearson has three touchdowns, four interceptions. He's 28 of 62 for 419 yards on the season. Uh, Leading rusher is uh, Caden Miller. 11 carries for 193 yards and a touchdown. So that's... uh, I'm sorry, that's receiving, rather. Caden Miller, 11 catches for 193 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Running the football, uh, Parker Wise, 22 carries for 51 yards. Chris Duttenhofer, 15 carries for 89 yards. And Preston Pearson from his quarterback position has carried the ball 40 times for 103 yards. Columbus does most of their damage on the ground, and it's by committee. Brody Mickey, 34 carries for 213 yards. Trey Cobb said 16 carries for for 168 yards. That's 10 yards a crack. Mason Moore, 51 carries for 234 yards. Liam Blazer, 25 carries for 90 yards. And Garrett Esch, 24 carries for 231 yards. Overall, Columbus on the season, every time they run the football, they gain an average of 5.8 yards per carry. So obviously that's something that the Carney High defense is going to need to be uh, very aware of. Scott Mowry.
3: Yeah, those defensive tackles uh, for Carney uh, High, especially Van Winkle there, uh, it's going to have, you know, that's, those are the type of games you want to have. You do, you know, you can play the Bellevue West of the world that spread the ball everywhere. But if you're a D tackle, you want the ball coming right at you. So uh, the Kearney front line, that the, there's your challenge tonight. It's coming at you. So uh, get strapped up and get
1: ready. Yeah, and Carney uh, has a size advantage. Uh, uh, and this is a team, Columbus, that likes to play kind of slash, smash ball football. But Carney does have a size advantage up front. And, again, if they can kind of uh, handle that battle up front, It's going to be a pretty good night for the Bearcats.
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, Columbus uh, had a fantastic running back last year who's at Wyoming. Uh, So I'm sure that they haven't deviated from their game plan of getting the running back the ball. So uh, that's something that Coach Williams has done uh, over there for uh, years and years. Um, I don't think they're going to change a whole lot for anybody. Uh, but uh, they do a good job of trying to spread the wealth this year a little bit too.
1: Caden Miller and Miguel Molina will be back deep here for Carney High as Columbus will be kicking it off. That'll wrap up our Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. Contact Terry and Jason Stark, your Hogemeyer Hybrid seed dealer. So we're all set and ready to get this one teed up here as soon as they get the clock reset. It's stuck at 13 seconds at the moment, but here in a moment, uh, Garrett Esch will uh, tee things up here for the Discoverers. And again, Molina will be on our near side and on the far side over there will be Miller as they're standing at about the five-yard line. And, well, we're still trying to hit that reset button, Scott.
3: Now, this is a big uh, big advantage that Carney High usually has on most opponents of special teams. They've got a great kicker themselves. Uh, last week, uh, Miller ran back uh, kickoff for a touchdown against uh, Westside, or excuse me, um, last week anyway. Uh, so, you know, or against Billy West, he ran the second-half kickoff back. So special teams always been a big point of emphasis for the Bearcats.
1: So Columbus, white numbers on white jerseys. This will be fun. And they'll tee things up. And it is going to go into the end zone. That's where Molina will track it down. And it will be first and ten for the Bearcats at the 20-yard line. Was, beautiful night for football.
3: Yeah, beautiful night. That, no wind behind his back. That was a heck of a kickoff right there. That yep. was five yards deep.
1: Yeah. There was no chance of a return at all, and that's one of the best ways to take – you mentioned special teams. Carney High usually very, very good at that. Well, that'll help negate that a little bit if you can just kick that one off into the end zone. So here we go. Bearcats will have it first and 10 at the 20-yard line. Pearson will call things out here at the uh, at the 20-yard line. He'll run that little option. He's going to keep it himself. It goes right off tackle. He'll get it all the way out to the 30-yard line. Just goes on that – Right side, a little read play, and he's going to gain 10 yards on the very first play from scrimmage here for the Cats.
3: Yeah, there was nothing fancy about that. Just uh, run a sprint option right at the D end and tuck it and go. Good job by Pearson.
1: And, again, nothing fancy. But, again, you just read that, and he can just kind of see off to his left that, hey, that's, that's been blocked pretty well. I can get pretty good yards here, and he gains 10 yards on first down. Now the running back will be just to his left. They'll bring a man in motion coming across there is going to be Shaw, and they're going to follow Shaw's block. He's going to go off that left side off the end, and he'll get down a gain of about five yards on the play as he runs off that left side, leading the way on the block. There was Peter Glant.
3: Yeah, Coach Cool does a good job. He usually scripts the first ten plays or so. Uh, they see things on film, and then they're kind of looking to see how Columbus adjusts to it. Uh, that was basically just a quarterback iso there out of the shotgun.
1: Yeah, that was a straight quarterback run all the way. That first one was an option, and a good decision there by Pearson to run it for 10 yards on first down. Here is uh, next first down play, goes for four, so we will make now second and six. He'll have two wideouts to the right, and he'll have a quick little throw on this left side, and it's nearly intercepted. And stepping in there to play defense, even though he's on offense, is Caden Miller. Miller was able to uh, come up with a football. Otherwise, that's intercepted by Ian Luby.
3: Yeah, that that was uh one one and a half steps away from being a pick six there. It was a little late on the throw to the to the outside receiver on the hitch. Uh that was that was a dangerous one. That was a long throw across the field uh from the from the left hash all the way to the right sideline.
1: Checking in here is gonna be Will Luthens and uh back into the huddle with the play here is Preston Pearson. we'll see what the Bearcats have in mind here on third and six. They've been able to uh have some success getting the uh, first down. On their first play from scrimmage, here the quick little throw in underneath that's going to be juggled and it'll be caught by Luthans. But Luthans, anything positive he had going, that timing was thrown off because he juggled the catch. And I think there is a flag down on that far side, and I believe that's going to be on the offense. The white hat will give us the indication. No gain on the play. It's going to be a legal shift on Carney High, and they're going to decline it, obviously, because I think they may have actually, well, they gained one yard on that reception.
3: Yeah, they just they had some timing issues there. They had a guy in motion. They had a guy go up to the line, a guy come off the line, and uh, not everybody was set uh, by the time the ball was snapped there.
1: So what started as a, a promising start, gaining 10 yards on first down, now the Bearcats will have to punt it, and it will be Pearson in punt formation, and he makes a nice little end-over-end punt that's going to hit at about the 28-yard line, be picked up there. And uh, Columbus on the return and leading the tackle here is going to be Alex Shaw. As Shaw is able to make the tackle.
3: Yeah, good coverage down there. Kind of a weird-looking uh, kick. It looked like uh, Trey Cobbs there on the uh, return. That, it, it is awful difficult to see those numbers.
1: There is a real fine little uh, maroonish line <laughs> right. that outlines those jerseys. But And, again, I'm really biased here being a radio guy who has to actually be able to see who's on the field, but... I don't know how that – I cannot understand why those jerseys are legal. I'm
3: pretty sure that was disallowed a while ago. I'm not sure that they came back in style.
1: Yeah. So they're going to run a little option, go right up the middle here. And the ball is going to be run oh. right up the middle by Mason Moore. And it's a fumble. Bearcats fighting for the football, going on that right side. And it appears that somehow the discoveries fell back on it. Took a very fortunate bounce. And coming up with the football there – is going to be uh, Caden Feig. Boy,
3: that's a heck of a break there for Columbus. Kearney was uh, about one half of a bounce away from doing a scoop and score on that. That just took a weird, weird bounce just away from the Kearney defender.
1: So they're adjusting some helmets. They're going to actually, actually have a little equipment timeout here. In fact, one of the Columbus players is running off the uh, field as he's going to have to have his equipment attended to. So Gage Schmidt will come out. And they're going to allow them time to make some substitutions before they restart that 25-second play clock. And there they wind it. So Columbus will have a running back right behind the quarterback. Looking to throw here is going to be Brody Mickey. And he'll throw on that right side. It's going to be complete on that corner over there. Blake Thompson on the uh, reception. Tackle made immediately there by Alex Shaw. And that will be a gain of about six or so. It's going to stay up now third and a long five.
3: You know, for as much as Columbus uh, likes to run the ball, they have like a 70% completion rate by their starting quarterback this year. So uh, nice, easy throws for them. Uh, The running game obviously sets up their throwing game.
1: And again, Brody Mickey, the quarterback. He'll drop back. He'll look to throw. He'll air it out on that right side, and it is going to be caught. But is he inbounds? Yes, he is. Towing that line. On that right side is going to be Trey Cobbs and Cobbs is going to make the catch all the way out from the 34 out to about the 43. That's a gain of nine.
3: Yeah. Uh, Columbus is going with a four wide receiver look here and they, they know that uh, Carney runs a, a defensive end that sometimes plays outside linebacker and they've picked on him twice
1: at this point. Man in motion, high snap, a little jet sweep and they're going to cut it back to the inside and Van Winkle. We'll sit down the uh, running back coming across the formation there, and that's Trey Cobbson. Oh, Cobbson will gain maybe a yard and a half. Well, it actually, Cobbson will call it a gain of two.
3: Yeah, good job by the DN there, uh, uh, number 55, uh, Van Winkle. I just step up the field, make, make everything turn back in. And kind of run that little fly sweep that West Virginia scored 70 points in the Orange Bowl against uh, Clemson with there about 10 years ago.
1: They'll put a man in motion again. That'll be Ash. Rolling out on the corner there is going to be Mickey. Mickey's still rolling. Now he's going to lob it downfield, and he's got a man. It's caught at the 20-yard line down to about the 15. Trey Cubsa in stride will be down at the 15-yard line. That's a gain of 31 on the play.
3: Uh, ran a little flood route there out of a trips look, and uh, the uh, the third guy ran the uh, flag route, and the, the two outside guys stopped short, and there was nobody to cover the flag route there. So uh, good recognition by the quarterback to see that opening up late.
1: Actually, a gain of 39. We were on the other 46. So it'll be first and 10 here for Columbus as they have their first drive of the game inside the red zone here for Carney High. Mickey, can't quite get everything all straightened out here, so Columbus is uh, forced to call a timeout. This timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney, taking care of you since 1994, located where you need a specializing in you. First drive of the game here for Columbus. We'll have it first and 10 at the Kearney High 15 when we return right after this. Well, Kearney High's got some work to do after a long 39-yard pass from um, Brody Mickey to Trey Cobza. Sets up first and 10 from the 15-yard line here for the Discoverers. And they'll go out of that pistol formation because they'll be a running back behind Mickey. And they're going to run a little counter, bring it off to this left side. On the little counter reverse is Trey Cobza. Cobza trying to get the edge, trying to get the pylon, scoots in for the Touchdown. They sealed the near t- the near uh, end here, and then they were able to get all the way in for the touchdown.
3: Yeah, they ran a little motion to make it trips on one side, and they just ran a. It was just a simple little reverse. It wasn't fancy about it. They didn't uh, just a little like a tight end reverse type of play, yep. and uh, there wasn't anybody left to 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 set the edge.
1: Well, they came in on that uh, reverse action there, and now Garrett Esch will try to add the extra point. A little bit of movement up front. They're going to blow this one dead. They're going to back him up five yards. I think that's going to be a legal procedure here on Columbus. So instead of. Well, they're going to say it's on Carney High. Oh, on the they're going to decline it. That way I don't have to move anything around. So they'll still kick it.
3: Always easier on the kicker to just. Uh, I know I'm kicking off that line, so. I do think the yard so, and a half is going to make a difference.
1: That's what you're always practicing for. Good snap, good hold. Kick is up, and it is good. So, Ash will add the extra point. And with 8.15 to go here, first quarter, it's 7-0 Columbus. Bearcats will have their second possession of the game when we return right after this.
13: Hello, area ranchers. This is Ryan Wells with Wells Flying Service and Nutrient Ag Solutions. Harvest is moving along as fast as possible, and everybody is busy in the field right now. But don't forget, you'll be bringing cattle back to stock shortly. And when you're out in your pastures, make sure you look at the grass and see if a fall pasture spraying would be beneficial to your operation. Applying Cortiva's Torton 22K or Grazon Next to your pasture are excellent choices to help your pasture for your next grazing season. They have great residual control for a variety of annoying grass-robbing weeds. Contact any of your area Nutrient Ag Solutions sales representatives and they will be happy to help. If you do not have a Nutrient Sales contact, call 308-995-4646 and we'll get you in contact with the right location and the salesperson. Also, ask about our Nutrient 0% financing program. So remember, Wells Flying Service and Nutrient Ag Solutions with locations in Holdridge, Ogallala, Campbell, Cozad, Carney, Ravenna, Hartwell, Hastings, Oxford, Elwood, Arapaho, and Alma. 308-995-4646.
1: Well, a five-point spank touchdown on the opening drive here for Columbus, and now Esh will kick it off, and again, he'll kick that about four yards deep in the end zone. That's a dead ball. It'll be a touchback at the 20-yard line, and again, very impressive drive for Columbus.
3: Yeah, I think uh, I don't think there was an incompletion. No, uh, I think they got positive yards every single play. With the exception except of
1: the very first play. The
3: fumble on the first play. Um, so they they came out and did a, a real nice job, uh, you know, setting the tone to, to start this game off. We'll see how the Bearcats respond. Uh, you know, this is a position that unfortunately for the Bearcats, they're used to being behind.
1: Yeah. The uh, first series that started that drive, you know, and they faced third and long and they got a nine yard reception out of it. So we'll see what Bearcats can get going. Here is Pearson. We'll call it out and he'll just uh, get the ball on that outside edge. And trying to turn the corner there is Parker Wise. And Wise, not a bad little gain here. He's going to gain right at five yards.
3: Yeah, just uh, they came back with uh, basically the first play that they ran of the game. And uh, this time the DN collapsed on the quarterback. And Pearson did a nice little, uh, wasn't a conventional option pitch. It was a little shovel pitch there. But got the job done, got some positive yards.
1: Pearson can ad-lib fairly well. And here, the second and five. From the 25-yard line, moving on the other side is uh, Ndogo, and Ndogo will try to set the edge. Wise here will lead the block here for Pearson, and Pearson going to be just short of the first down mark. He'll gain about three. We'll call this third and two.
3: Yeah, came back with that uh, the second play of the game. They've followed their script again already. That was a quarterback uh, iso or quarterback lead type of play, and uh, if Parker Wise makes a little bit cleaner block there, uh, he still he still had some room to run. Uh, Pearson did, but. Uh, The guy that uh, Parker was blocking kind of tripped him up there a little bit.
1: Well, the Cats are still on schedule here. Very manageable here. We'll call it third and three. It's really about third and two and a half, and we'll round it up, I guess. So Pearson out of that pistol formation. Nadugua will play tight end on the right side, and he'll keep it, have more than enough for the first down at the 30. Out there, the 35 yard line gets hit, and he'll take it all the way out to the 39. Well, we'll call that the 38. In any event, a gain of 11 on the play, and Pearson will have another first down here for Carney High.
3: Yeah, they've seen something on film that they really like to run that sprint option at. Um, you know, the D end has played it two different ways, and uh, uh, Pearson has kept it twice and pitched it once. But uh, when he's kept it, he's got 10 yards both times. So, uh, obviously, Bearcats are going to come back to that again.
1: And you... They've been running to the side of Naduwa, and he's actually in the slot. And they're going to throw the ball to the right, little pump fake. Now Pearson's just going to tuck and go at the 40-yard line. He is hit, and he'll be thrown forward. Maybe well, he's going to end up right at the 40-yard line. So he'll gain about two on that little improv scramble by the quarterback.
3: Yeah, good coverage downfield by the Discoverers. Uh, not didn't they? They didn't exactly allow the play to develop. Uh, there's some good pressure by the DN there. Um, otherwise, somebody might have cleared to open late.
1: Well, Columbus on top here is 7-0, 5.50 to go. Here in quarter number one, this is the second possession for Carney High. They did get a first down in their first possession, but then had to punt. And they come out of the huddle. A couple of tight ends, and they're going to run that little pitch, get it out here for Parker Weiss. Weiss trying to get the edge. It was uh outside linebacker right there with him. He's going to end up gaining about three yards on the play. Yeah. Kind of a one-on-one situation, and yep. the, the uh, linebacker did his job.
3: Yeah, did a good job there, and and you're right. The Bearcats, so far, it doesn't matter if their tight end's going in motion and trading to the other side of the formation. They've run behind their tight end uh, every time here so far tonight.
1: So third and six, and we have late whistle. Is that a timeout? Well, I might have a little blood
3: injury there.
1: Yeah. So coming out. Of there is going to be Parker Weiss. So Weiss will have to come out of the game. Checking in for him is going to be Chris Duttenhofer. And again, I think it's just a minor little scratch here. Our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Getting you back in the game of life with a location near you. Unfortunately, the Bearcats do have some injury issues. Jack Johnson, not available tonight because of a sore shoulder. Rollout pass, complete on that right side. It's going to be enough for the first down across midfield. Out to about the 45-yard line. And so that's going to be a nice little gain of uh, about 12 on the play.
3: Uh, now it's the Carney's turn to run a little trips action, run the flood. Uh, Carney's outside guys run deep, and the uh, inside guy runs shallow. That's a really tough throw for uh, Pearson, left-handed, running to his right. Uh, so it was a, nice, a really nice play there.
1: Pass complete to Alex Shaw, so that'll be enough for a first down. First and 10 from about the 44-yard line, and... Keeping it is the quarterback. Just a quarterback uh, uh, power play over there. A sweep, but there is a flag down right at the point of attack. So that'll be uh, probably a loss of five on the play, and we'll get first down over because five yards upfield is a flag where I anticipate we're going to see a hold, and they do indicate a hold.
3: Yeah, that was that was straight old, uh, you know, quarterback sweep. Three guys out in front. Let the running back in. For they actually had four guys out in front of that. Three wide receivers and the running back. Um, had it had it nicely blocked to start with, and then uh, got a little jersey pull in there.
1: Well, that was actually four yards upfield, so that'll be first and sixteen here. Been a pretty clean game. Uh, that's the that's the first accepted penalty we've had. Both flags have been against Carney High. One was uh, offsides on the extra point, and they just ignored that.
3: Yeah, it would be interesting to see what they come back with here. I, I, they've been running Pearson, obviously, quite a bit, so um, probably look for that sprint option uh, type of action here again.
1: Or they're going to split one to the wide side of the field, the right. Dutonhofer will be off the quarterback shoulder. That's Pearson. Pearson will throw it in underneath. It's going to be complete. Spinning is going to be uh, calling Schleicher, and Schleicher caught the ball and a nice little pivot to go right upfield. And uh, that's going to be a, that's a, that's an interesting little play there. It's going to end up setting up second and about four. So that's a gain of 13.
3: Yeah, for, uh, you know, a little old school football. That'd be fake the fullback dive and hit the little tight end across the middle. But, uh, you know, out of a spread set and you're in the shotgun, you fake the fake the read handoff and you you just rise up and throw a, a fireball. I mean, that was a that was a fastball into tight coverage there.
1: And now hand off to Duttenhofer. Duttenhofer has enough for the first down, has it at the 30, puts his head down, and he'll get maybe just on the other side of the 30-yard line, but that's a gain of eight, and the Bearcats will move the sticks again.
3: That's the first time tonight that uh, Kearney run inside the tackles and, you know, give it to the running back uh, as well on a, on a nice direct play like that.
1: So Bearcats trying to answer back after Columbus took a 7-0 lead on their opening drive of the game. Carney has the ball just outside the 30 yard line pearson will call it out and he'll hand the ball to dutenhofer dutenhofer running east and west now he puts his head down and he'll bring it across the 20 yard line that'll be a gain of 10 on the play he was going along the line of scrimmage for a long period there and finally found a little seam got downfield and gains 10
3: that was a great job by dutenhofer he uh he he ran a he ran right through a tackle and that was a that's a pretty good job when you're 5'8 175 uh, He went right through that linebacker.
1: Well, that linebacker just didn't have a very good angle on him either.
3: No, no.
1: Nice little combination of speed so you get that good angle or have a bad angle for the defense, and then some power afterwards. Pearson will call it out. Duttenhofer will be to his left, and they'll hand it to Duttenhofer. Duttenhofer bouncing to the outside, cuts it back in, and he'll take it down to about the 11-yard line. We'll see where they unstack it here, but that looks like a gain of six.
3: Uh, run uh, just a little counteraction there. Uh, Dutenhoffer bounced it even before his lineman could get around to block for him. So uh, he's using his speed and uh, running hard and doing a nice job.
1: Actually, let's call it seven. So it'll be second and three here for Carney High, about the 11-yard line. And again, Dutenhoffer carries of eight, 10, and seven yards. So he's been uh, rattling off some pretty effective runs here. Wise will check in for him, so he's in the backfield. With Pearson, and we have a whistle here as Carney. Carney's forced to call a timeout. This timeout brought to you by ENT Positions of Carney, taking care of you since 1994. Located where you need us, specializing in you. 2.02 to go here, quarter number one, 7 nothing Columbus, but Carney's driving when we return right after this. Well, welcome back to the broadcast booth brought to you by Carney Towing and Repair. We're on the road here at UNK bringing you the play by play. Carney Towing and Repair is on the road bringing your vehicle home. Don't get stranded on the side of the road from heavy doing towing to roadside assistance. Call Carney Towing and Repair when you need us. We'll be there. So, Bearcats, uh, this drive started at the 20 yard line. Now they're at the 12 where they've got it second and about three. Pearson calling out the signals. He's got it running back to his right out of that uh, pistol formation. Low snap. He handles it, throws it in underneath. Quick slant and into the end zone for the touchdown. Great little strike right up the middle here to Alex Shawl, and Shaw goes in for the touchdown.
3: Yeah, nice play there. Schall's the outside receiver. Just kind of run a little under route as the inside receiver cleared out the way for him. Uh, wide open is nice, easy, nice, easy pitch and catch there.
1: And Shaw puts his head down, knocked the helmet off of the defender at the goal line for the five points bank touchdown.
3: That's so, one you get to remember for a while.
1: The kick on the way, and it is no good. So. James Dakin not able to hit the extra point and Columbus still has a 7-6 lead with a minute 57 to go here in quarter number one. We'll step away for a moment. We'll be back right after this.
14: This is Bob from B&B Carpet and Donovan. So you've been thinking of new flooring but have no idea what you want or need. Let me introduce you to our family with over 50 years combined experience. Russ, Mandy, Donna, and my son Josh. Please come in to see us at BB and we will do our best to help you choose your new flooring. B&B Carpet and Dolphin, where our customers say, that's where we always go.
6: Have you ever seen a rusty fish?
1: And welcome back here. James Dakin, after attempting the uh, extra point just a little bit ago, he'll now kick this one off here for Columbus. Seven to six. Discoverers, they've made their extra point, so they have that one-point lead here. And Dakin will kick it high, and it'll be picked up right at the goal line. In fact, it goes into the end zone, so that'll be a touchback. So we haven't seen a kickoff return yet in this game, both kickers in this uh, Great weather that we're experiencing here, able to get it into the end zone for the touchbacks.
3: Just a beautiful fall night. I mean, the the flags aren't even, they're not even moving. I I don't think there's a breath out there.
1: But about 65 degrees, it's just very pleasant out there right now. We'll check all that here in just a moment, as it'll be first and 10 here for Columbus from the 20-yard line. And they're just going to run off to that right side. And just kind of a student body, right? Quite frankly, getting out over there and uh, run the football. I believe that's Esh. No, that's actually Kobza. And Kobza is going to gain about two yards. Excuse me. Yeah, gain a two. If you
3: if you were to watch like the one of the service academies run their offense out of a pistol formation, it would look something similar to this. A lot of misdirection, quick hitters.
1: Mickey will call it out. He's going to throw it off this left side. Going to be complete, just on a quick little slant. And a nice little gain here for Ernest Hauserman.
3: I'll tell you what, he he looks like a load when he's got the ball. That, he's a good-looking uh, athlete on the perimeter there.
1: Gain of 13, just a quick little hitter.
3: I'm not sure there's many corners that would like to make a tackle on him one-on-one.
1: No. Nope. And that is his 14th catch of the year. He's got a couple of touchdowns as well. So Mickey out of that pistol. We'll run the option to the right. That's where the tight end is. And tracking him down from behind for the Bearcats is going to be Peter Glant. He'll actually gain about a yard and a half.
3: Columbus is doing a nice job themselves of just staying on schedule. And, uh, you know, they've, they've pretty much done exactly what they want to do execution-wise so far. So, um, you know, Kearney's going to have to come up with a negative play on defense uh, to get, the, get Columbus off schedule.
1: Second and eight here. And Columbus has pretty much stayed on schedule except for that errant first play. They're going to look to throw here. Mickey's rolling to his left. Now he's just going to tuck and go. He's running around. And he'll cut back to the inside, and there's going to be a whole pack of cats that are going to pick him up at about the 38-yard line. You know,
3: there's there's the, the play that the Kearney Bearcat defense needed to, to slow down Columbus's offense.
1: No gain on the play, and that will be the final play of the first quarter. It's 7-6 to six Columbus, third and eight here for the Discoverers when we start the second quarter right after this timeout.
16: deal more.
1: And welcome back here to our broadcast booth brought to you by Carney Towing Repair. Third and eight here for the Discoveries. First play of the second quarter and it's going to be a quarterback keeper and Mickey's got nowhere to go. He originally was looking for a quick little hitter when it wasn't there. His second immediate option was to run with the football and Van Winkle among others had nothing to do with it. They knock him back for a two yard loss.
3: No, I'm not. That was one of those you couldn't really tell if that was a planned quarterback drawing off because he he tucked that thing in pretty darn
1: quick. It was quick. It was quick. So in punt formation is going to be Riley Iberg. And they get the punt off a little bit of pressure there, and it's going to end up going off the side of his foot a little bit, and it will be marked down at about the 44-yard line. Bearcat's going to have it in pretty good shape. And speaking of in good shape, obviously on a turf field, the uh, field conditions are excellent here tonight for the Bearcats. Again, about 64 degrees, a six mile an hour wind, if that. Our field conditions brought to you by Impact Ag Partners, Craig Regis and Todd Travis, your local Pioneer seed dealer. Pioneer knows more about field conditions with top yielding Pioneer brand soybeans. Impact Ag Partners and Pioneer Seed, science with service, delivering success. So Pearson gets the uh, play here from Coach Cool, heads into the huddle. And with 11.22 to go, a chance for the Bearcats on this drive to take their first lead of the night. They trail it 7-6. to six. Duttenhofer is in there with Pearson, and he'll fake the pitch, and the quarterback will just keep it, and he'll bring it across the 45-yard line out to about the 46. So that's going to be a gain of only about two here for Preston Pearson.
3: Yeah, they'll try to, try to fake an outside run and uh, duck it up inside there. But uh, uh, Columbus did a nice job there. I don't know if there was a lineman that was supposed to pull to get out in front of, uh, of Pearson, but uh, Columbus did a good job of kind of mucking that one up.
1: Grant Allen and Papillion La Vista South are tied at 7. They're in the second quarter. Across town, uh, Carney Catholic has a 14 nothing lead over Broken Bow. That game's still in the first quarter at last report. And here, just a quick little handoff to Dudenhofer right up the middle. He'll bring it across midfield out to about the 49-yard line. So that'll be a gain of five, and it keeps Carney right on schedule.
3: Yeah, Dudenhofer's been the spark that the Bearcats needed on their second drive and here again on their third drive, uh, picking up positive yards every time he touches the ball.
1: So it's going to be third and about three here for Carney. High.
3: Nice little. That was, uh, you know, going back to the inside run game for them. Uh, they've got the size advantage, and uh, they're starting to take advantage of it.
1: And again, they're going to have a couple of guys on this left side, and we're going to bring a man in motion over there. That's going to be Bean, and they're running that direction. Quarterback keeper, Pearson, gets the edge. He'll turn those shoulders once he gets to about the 45-yard line, down to about the 43, and that's going to be a gain of five and enough to move the sticks here for the Cats.
3: Yeah, they've got the running back offset to the, to the side where the bunch, the trips bunch is, and it ends up being four guys out in front of Pearson there, just a little student body with uh, wide receivers instead of linemen.
1: That means you're going for speed, not for power. Yeah.
3: The biggest guy in the bunch is the quarterback there.
1: Preston Pearson, 6'2", 205 pounds. He'll hand it off to Dudenhofer. And Dudenhofer, he'll get back to the line of scrimmage, and that's going to be about it. 5'8", 175 pounds when you're running into two discovers, That's not going to move the pile a whole bunch, but Dudenhofer does gain one on the play. He's,
3: he's handled one-on-one situations pretty good, but he can't run through two of them like that.
1: Checking back in here to run the football, well, at least to be running back anyway, will be Parker Wise. So Wise will come in and give Dudenhofer a little bit of a breather. It's a good little one-two platoon action there for the Bearcats. A couple of different styles of running the football, and both of them are pretty effective. They are going to empty the backfield here for Pearson. He's going to roll out to his right and he'll throw it in underneath. It's going to be complete again to Shaw. Shaw will slip off a one would-be tackler and he'll bring the ball down to about the 25. That's a gain of 17 on the play and another Carney High first down.
3: Yeah, like Coach O'Boyle out at uh, Shattuck State and he used to call that a little search route. Just uh, find the open spot and sit there. And that's what Shaw did. He was the inside receiver, found the open spot, turn around and, and the ball was right there for him.
1: So first and 10 from the 25. Cats looking to take their first lead. They trail it here 7-6 to six after a missed extra point. That's the only difference in the ball game right now. They scored their last timeout, uh, their last possession. Coming over to the other side is Peter Glant. They're going to run to that side. Quarterback's going to keep it. Well, They'll fake the pitch, and Peterson will be knocked down at about the 16-yard line. That'll be a gain of about 9. We'll see if they gets the whole 9, or they're going to mark him after a gain of only 8. That'll yeah, be a gain of 8, but still... Good play on first down here, second and two.
3: Yeah, those are the those are the first down plays every coach dreams about getting eight yards. So, again, uh, running that uh, sprint option action, and uh, Pearson doing a nice job of carrying the ball.
1: So again, the Cats are in the red zone, second and two. They need to get to the 15-yard line, and there's movement up front. And the the first guy to call it out is the quarterback. That'll be a five-yard penalty, and that'll be another first down here for the Cats. Their sixth first down of the game. Columbus has three. All of them came on the same drive.
3: Yeah, the old uh, Columbus DN there started shaking his head the minute it happened. He doesn't know the NFL trick yet, just point at the other guy. So he's got to learn that one if he wants to try and sell it.
1: Clock moving here inside of eight minutes to go before halftime. Handoff off here to Wise. Wise at the 10, puts his head down, breaks a tackle, gets into the end zone for a touchdown. Just coming off tackle, was met at the five-yard line, and he just ran over the top of Mason Moore for the touchdown.
3: Yeah, a little counteraction there. Uh, nice play there by the Bearcats, but that was a lot of work there uh, by uh, Parker Wise. Uh, lot of, lot of, <laughs> a lot of determination to get in on that one.
1: So 7.44 to go here before halftime. And now the extra point coming up here by James Dakin. This one is up high. That one is up. It is good. And a five-points bank touchdown from Parker Wise, 12 yards out. And the Bearcats have 13 on the board. They lead Columbus 13-7. We're back right after this.
4: Soil is a living organism that changes year to year, which means soil fertility can vary widely across the field. Don't let this be a limiting factor in reaching your high-yield goals. At Aurora Co-op, they know that grid soil sampling is the foundation to a solid fertility program. Knowing what's going on is important because it helps you build the right plan and utilize your dollars wisely. Aurora Co-op's agronomy experts can help you build the right
11: plan for your acres. To learn more, contact one of their agronomy team members today. Tougher together, we
16: know your roots.
1: Bearcats, very impressive drive. They march at uh, 80 yards or so, and they get the touchdown, a 12-yard run from Parker Wise, and they're on top here, 13-7. to Welcome back to our broadcast booth, brought to you by Carney Towing and Repair. Dakin, after adding the extra point, this time he'll kick it kind of a pooch style. It hits at the 10, takes a little sideways bounds, and the Discoverers will pick it up there, and they're going to try to get the edge, and they're down the sideline at the 30, and they're going to step out of bounds as uh, Trey Cubs... Uh, Just kind of found a little open area there. Looked like he wasn't even going to get to the 15, and then there was a nice block, and suddenly there was a wall.
3: Right. That was a, you know, the Bearcats do that from time to time, just try and pooch one into an open spot and kind of hope the ball bounces around. And and that's exactly what happened. They just didn't cover it as well as they wanted to there.
1: They're actually going to spot him at the 31-yard line, so that's where uh, Brody Mickey We'll call things out. He'll be out of that pistol formation, put Cobbs in motion here. He'll go to that left side, and Mickey, after the hard count, looking to throw, and that's going to be skipped, I believe, or did he catch it? We're kind of hoping that uh, it's caught there by Ernest Hausman because if that was caught, that would have been a one-yard loss. I
3: think they gave it the incomplete, but uh, at any rate. uh, That's their
1: first incompletion, by the way.
3: Need a little more mustard on that, and they had a little something there. But, again, that's an extremely long throw from the right hash on a college field to the far left numbers across the field there. That's a, that's a longer throw than on most high school fields.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that is the difference between a college field and the, the high school field. That that probably adds another 10 yards of that throw. Quick little handoff right up the middle for Mason Moore. Moore will get to that left side, and he is met by a whole pack of Bearcats there. Leading the way was Parker Wise. Gain of about two. And they'll set up now third and long.
3: Yeah, now, you know, Columbus had uh, the the first drive of the game. They looked really crisp and sharp. And now, uh, you know, the Bearcat defense is starting to impose its will a little bit.
1: So Mickey will call it out, running back behind him, and he's looking to throw the football. He rolls to his right, pressure coming, and they're going to get him. In fact, he loses the football. It's on the ground, and did he grab it in time before he went out of bounds? Yes, he did. Van Winkle picked it up on the bounce after the sack by Parker Wise, and the Bearcats forced the turnover. What and a, he was running out of real estate when he came up with that football.
3: Job. That's one of those uh, you see on TV, that's getting reviewed one way or the other because the other the opposing coach is going to be happy. But I think he got that just as he was falling out of bounds. That was an excellent job there.
1: Well, you don't see number 55 tapping the toes to stay in bounds very often, but that's really what Van Winkle did there as he picked up that ball right at the sideline marker and cradled it into his stomach. And I wasn't sure if it was moving or not. The right. official, standing right there, said he came up with a clean, so the Bearcats will have it first and 10 at the 22 after forcing the first turnover of the ball game. And Pearson's going to run the option. He'll pitch it late to Weiss. Weiss breaks a tackle. He'll be down at the 5-yard line. He broke a tackle at the 10. Looked like he was going to creep in. That's a gain of 17 first and goal here for Kearney High.
3: And Bearcats finally getting a little momentum. Uh, Big turnover, come back with a nice 17-yard run. Uh, They're ready to to tack on to the lead here, and they're going to go for blood here, it looks like.
1: So first and goal from the five-yard line. Getting the instructions is Preston Pearson. And he'll head to the huddle. They break the huddle very quickly. Everybody gets all set. A couple of wide outs to the left side of the field. Pearson's going to keep it, puts his head down, he's going to be met at about the two-yard line, and that's where he'll be down. He'll gain three on the play, second and goal now from the two. That's a straight quarterback keeper.
3: Yeah, yeah, he was going to keep that the whole way. They were kind of late getting the play in, so I think they just went to something they're familiar with, get some positive yards on first down, and then let's bring in another tight end here on second down.
1: Well, they got half of what they need on first and goal. Yeah. You know, so just get the other half here. And we've got whistles all over the place, a little stoppage here. And this is an official's timeout.
3: Yeah, might have had a helmet on a Columbus player to need a little adjusting.
1: Well, now the Bearcats will have it second and goal just outside the two-yard line. Pearson's keeping it. He'll go right up the middle, and that line surge gets him into the end zone for a Touchdown.
3: Good job following his blockers there. He had no, no trouble getting in on that one.
1: Well, the entire offensive line is in the end zone. I mean, that That's line surge. Sign. That's a good sign. Your line surge got you in the end zone. So that really is an offensive uh, line touchdown. A five-point bank touchdown here, nonetheless, for Carney High and Preston Pearson. And the Cats are now on top 19-7 to 7 as they rattled off 19 straight points. And now Dakin will try to make it 20 in a row. Kick is up high. It is good. And James Dakin has made it 20 to 7. Bearcats with a 13 point lead over Columbus. 5.39 to go here before halftime. Timeout. And we'll be back right here on ESPN Radio. Whether it's a car accident, storm damage, or fire, when the unthinkable happens,
6: it doesn't matter if you save money in 15 minutes. In this moment, it doesn't matter if your neighbor has the same insurance you do. In this moment,
1: Well, 5.39 to go here before halftime. Our internet streaming of all of our high school games on the Plant River Radio, group of stations, and at plantriverpreps.com, brought to you by Barney Insurance and Carney Holdridge, Lexington, and Lincoln. Glad you could join us here on ESPN Radio. High kick here for Dakin. Dakin will have it hit at about the one-yard line. Columbus really didn't want to try to make a return out of that. So, Cobza backs up about five yards deep in the end zone, waits for the bounce, and they'll move the ball to the 20-yard line after the touchback. Well, over across town, a game of momentum as well. Carney High had a 14-0 lead over Broken Bow, but now they're tied at 14. Rand Island and Papillion La Vista both tied at seven. And uh Central City has the lead over Adams Central. Eight to nothing. That game is in the first quarter over on KHAS Radio. Don't forget our Friday night scoreboard show brought to you by Rutz Heating and Air and Rivals Bar and Grill over on Power 99. And they're just gonna Hand things off here for Cobes on that left side. And Parker Weiss is going to grab him around the waist, be drug across the 20-yard line down to about the 21. But Weiss coming in underneath on that play is able to make the stop after a gain of only one.
3: Yeah, you, know, you can really tell the difference in uh, the first drive of the game. Columbus had, uh, they were doing everything on schedule. Now it's, they're only getting one or two yards on first down. and It's making a big difference in how they're calling their game offensively.
1: So now they're going to have that quick low drop back. Mickey's going to try to set up the screen, throws it off on that right side. A couple of Bearcats fight their way through it. It's going to be a gain of about six on the play. Lean the tackle here for Carney High is going to be Alex Shaw as the ball was uh, complete there to Mason Moore. And so they're going to gain, uh, we'll call it five on the play.
3: Yeah, also great job there by Colton Urich. Recognized it from his middle linebacker spot. Uh, got the initial contact, didn't quite make the tackle, but uh, did a good job disrupting that play.
1: That's the first catch here for Moore.
3: You start going to the screens when you think that the pressure's getting to your quarterback. So third down here, probably a throwing down for Columbus.
1: Third and four. They've not been able to run the ball real effectively since that first drive. They're going to run the football here. Mickey's going to keep it. He'll put his head down across the 30-yard line, and then he'll dance across the 35 out to about the 36. So that'll be a gain of 10. He's got very quick feet.
3: Yeah, I was just going to say he's really shifty uh, when he gets going, uh, when he gets going north and south. Um, and pretty easy play for him to get around the corner there. Uh, nice little sprint option for by Columbus this time.
1: So gain of 11, we'll call it, Now will be first and 10 from about the 37-yard line. So Mickey looking to throw a quick little hitter out there to the Hausman, and Hausman's going to have a gain of about 10. Nadugo going to lead the tackle there. We'll call it a gain of nine. They mark him a little bit short.
3: When Columbus gets uh, all their passing games so far tonight, has been a three-step drop. And when they have an opening on their three-step drop, he's really effective when they when they don't and the play breaks down. Uh, that's where Columbus has been in serious trouble.
1: So gain of nine. They'll go out of that pistol again. And they're going to hand the ball off to the running back. I believe that's Esh. And Esh is going to be tackled after a short gain here by Alex Shaw. Shaw read that very, very effectively.
3: Yeah, chased that play down from behind from his uh, weekend position there. and Did a nice
1: job. By 16, Garrett Esch. So Garrett is first carry of the night worth one yard. It'll be third and one. Third and one. Third down, so you've got to think here, after giving up three straight touchdowns, this is four down territory, even though they're shorter the 50-yard line. That is if this is a positive play.
3: Well, they're bunching everybody in tight here.
1: And they'll put Cobbs in motion, run it right up the middle. And they're going to actually end up throwing the running back forward, and that's going to be more than enough for the first down. That's Mason Moore.
3: I think they uh, they tried to do a little uh, fake uh, jet action real quick and come behind with like a fullback dive, and they, they just barely picked that up there.
1: Yep. Gained a good two, only needed one. And, again, uh, he ended up going forward, getting thrown forward, essentially. Mickey will call it out here on first down near midfield. Two-step drop, throws it on this right side. Quick little hitter, and they're going to force the uh, receiver out of bounds. Making the tackle – excuse me, making the uh, reception is Blake Thompson. And he's going to gain right at 10 yards.
3: Yeah, it's a nice – Nice. Like, like I mentioned just a little bit ago, when they rear back and throw the ball immediately, they've had good success. It's when uh, the, the play takes longer to develop, uh, they've had troubles.
1: I give, Mickey's a good-looking quarterback, a little different than what you see from most Columbus quarterbacks. He's usually, you know, that's a big kid that can really run they, the football. They've
3: usually had a really big kid at quarterback, yeah.
1: So Mickey will put a man in motion. That's Cobza. He'll drop back the throw, and he'll air it out deep. He's got a man over the middle, and it's going to be incomplete. Good defensive coverage there, and nearly making the interception is Caden Miller.
3: They just—they uh, gave their best receiver a chance to go downfield and make a play, and I, I, don't, I don't even think the quarterback wanted to throw it, but he had nothing left to do but throw it deep and hope that his his stud can come down with it. Uh, uh, but it was a good coverage the whole way there by the Bearcats. They were waiting for it.
1: So it will fall incomplete. And Hausman going to split things wide out to the left on third and one. They're just going to run the ball right up the middle. And that's going to be Moore. Moore is able to bounce back to the left, then back to the middle, and still push the pile forward. He's down to about the 32-yard line. So that's going to end up being a gain of about 11.
3: Yeah, third and one, and it wasn't anything fancy there. It was just uh, basically a fullback dive out of the pistol. And, uh,
1: and Moore just gained. refused to go down. Yeah, and
3: he got great yardage on it.
1: Moore will be behind Mickey here. They'll hand it off to him. He'll go right up the middle, try to push that pile forward. He'll get down to about the 30-yard line, so that's a gain of three.
3: Yes, come back with the same play. You got 10 or 11 in the last play, come back, and get more positive yards.
1: We'll call it now second and seven here.
3: This is the this is the drive that Columbus really needed after that turnover and giving up a touchdown off the turnover.
1: They trail it twenty to seven, minute fifty two to go, and they stop the clock for a moment there, and they're going to pass it out to Hausman. Hausman will make the catch, and he'll be down to about the twenty five yard line, so that'll be a gain of five. Yeah,
3: the Bearcats, uh, you know. Doing a good job of keeping everything in front of them from the wide receiver position.
1: So, nice catch there by Hoistman, and it's going to be third and a long two here for Columbus. Probably four down territory. They've got some timeouts that they needed here. They still have a couple of timeouts left. Minute 22 to go, clock moving, and I think they're going to burn one here because they weren't sure what they wanted to do. Timeout Columbus. I don't know if I'd want to use it there, but they uh, will have one timeout left. This timeout brought to you by ENT positions of Carney, taking care of you since 1994 located where you need a specializing in you'll be third and two from about the 26th Columbus trailing Carney high 20 to 7 when we return right after this
7: when DuPont Pioneer says they're with you from the word go what does that mean it means packing a ton of people power along with unmatched service and support into high performance hybrids Sure, Pioneer Corn products feature high-performance trait packages, but it's your local team of professionals that helps place the right products in your field. Pioneer, with you from the word go. Your Ag Impact partners are Craig Weegis and Todd Travis.
1: Well, third and two, and again, uh, Randy Bushcutter, Scott Moring, and Coach, this is four down territory.
3: Four down territory, down two scores. Um, you know, you're you're in a position where if you score, you get the ball back to start the second half. So, you know, this is uh, this is really important for for Carney standpoint to get a stop here.
1: Well, there's three running backs. They've got the quarterback surrounded with running backs. They're going to hand it to that tailback, um, Esh, and Esh. I don't think he got back the line of scrimmage. He may have lost a yard. Bearcats stand him up and flexing his muscles. There is the Andre Nedugwa who was in on that tackle, but so was Van Winkle. And the center of that line, it's going to be a loss of two and fourth and three, and they're going to kick it.
3: Yeah, it, it looked like they had a decent kicker, obviously, early on. Uh, kicked a couple of deep balls into the end zone. So uh, when you lose, yardage on a third and short like that. You're, I mean, fourth and three or four is a little more difficult.
1: Well, Garrett Esch will try the uh, field goal here be a 43-yarder. The kick is up, kind of knuckling a little bit, but it looks true, and it is not. It was off a little bit to that left. It kind of knuckled a little bit and drifted, even though there isn't much wind. He didn't hit that one clean, and the uh, 43-yard field goal is no good.
3: That's that's a big break for the Bearcats there, and again, you know, that – Columbus is playing on their home field. That might be good with the yep. uh, you, know, you know high school regulation goalposts instead of the college ones.
1: Yeah, a couple things that different about playing in college. One is the uh, hash marks are further apart, which means you know you get that wide side of the field that's even more wide, and and the uprights are narrower.
3: And the uprights have cost some teams in the past.
1: Yeah. So Carney High will have it now. First and ten. Pearson. Well, pitch the ball to Dutenhofer and Duttenhofer will bring it across the 25-yard line down to about the 27. That'll be a gain of seven.
3: Yeah, might have some laundry out there.
1: Uh, yeah, there is a flag on the play. That's going to be a hold on Carney High. So that will negate a gain of about seven.
3: Now in, you know, 22 seconds, you got about... Going to end up with 90 some yards here. You know, Carney, even with the two timeouts, you might take one shot here and see what you can get. But uh, you'd be pretty happy with a 20 to 7 lead, too.
1: Yeah, I think you would just have a quarterback keeper. And I don't yeah. mean a quarterback sneak, but kind of a zone read, something yep. pretty safe. Yep. I think as goofy as I get would be a zone read here on first and 18 from your 12.
3: And the clock's running. You don't even have to snap it if you don't yep. want to. Yeah,
1: and. We'll see if they do. Inside of 10 minutes, they break the huddle. Yeah, and they only even have to snap it if they don't want to. But they will go in under center, and they're going to kneel on it. And that will be the final play. I'm not going to statistically cost our quarterback a couple of yards there. So they kneel on it to expire the clock, and Carney will head to locker room with a 20-7 lead, 20 straight points here for the Bearcats. They lead it 20-7 to 7 over Columbus at halftime. We'll step away for a moment. When we come back, the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report right after this.
17: Work for you.
4: we
1: And welcome back here to UNK. This is the Ravenna Sanitation halftime report. Ravenna Sanitation says your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find us in your local Yellow Pages. Let's uh, get you updated on scores from around the area as well as this game. Obviously, Carney High with a twenty to seven lead here at halftime. The scoring began when Columbus's trade. Kobza ran in from 15 yards out on the first drive of the game for Columbus. They hit the extra point and it was seven to nothing. But then the ensuing drive for Carney High. They marched 80 yards down the field. Preston Pearson hit Alex Shaw on a 12-yard touchdown pass. Extra point was no good. And it was 7-6. And then with 7.44 to go in the second quarter. Parker Weiss capped off another long drive for the Cats with another 12-yard touchdown. That one was a 12 yard run. Extra point was good. It was 13 to nothing. And then Carney High was able to force a fumble, and uh, Van Winkle was uh, able to stay in bounds on the recovery. And then just a few plays later, Preston Pearson goes in on a two yard touchdown run. The extra point again was good. And it is now 20 to 7 here at halftime. The Bearcats with the lead over Columbus. Elsewhere in Class A, Grand Island and Papillion-Lewis to South are deadlocked at 7. That game's in the second quarter. In Class B, Aurora leads in McCook, 21-7 in the second. Garing trails in Lexington, 7-6 in the second quarter. Also in the second quarter, Seward with a 10-7 lead over Grand Island Northwest. Over on KHES Radio, Hastings has a 17-7 lead over York. In Class C-1, Adams Central is trailing Central City 8-7. That game's in the second quarter over on KICS Radio. Kearney Catholic has just hit a field goal across town. They now lead Broken Bow 17-14. They did have their first 14 points in that game early on, and then Kearney Catholic only three points since then. Right, Elsewhere in Class C1, Gothenburg has a 14-0 lead in Mitchell at halftime. In the second quarter, Minden is leading in Holdridge 15 to nothing. Also in the second quarter, St. Paul over Wood River Shelton 30 to nothing. In the second, in Class C2, it's uh, Ord leading Grand Island Central Catholic 35 to nothing. That game is in the second quarter and probably heading for a running clock there. In Class D1, Amherst leads Exeter Milligan Friend 14 to nothing in the second quarter. Uh, an update for you: Minden has just hit a field goal, so they now lead Holdridge at halftime, 18 to nothing. Elsewhere, as we mentioned, in Class D1. Uh, It's Elm Creek at home with a 36-0 lead over Sutherland. That game is in the second quarter in Class D2. A final Overton over Maywood Hay Center, 29-8. That is a final over on Power 99. Loomis is leading Axtell 18-0 at halftime. Also at halftime, Giltner leads Lawrence Nelson 20-14. Bruning Davenport Shickley with a 26-7 lead in Kennesaw. And in six-man action, sumner eddyville miller with a 33-28 to 28 win over Wallace. That is a final. Hampton over Hartland-Lutheran, 18-6. That game is in the second quarter. And again, I want to uh, remind you to join us for our Friday night scoreboard show brought to you by Ruts Heating and Air and Rivals Bar and Grill. And if you're at a different game, we'd love to add your score to our live football scoreboard at plantriverpreps.com. You can call or text us at area code 308. Six four six zero five zero six again. That's three zero eight six four six zero five zero six. And please don't do that while you're driving. And uh, you can get us updated. And don't forget the Ruts and Rivals Friday Night Scoreboard Show coming up at the conclusion of our game over on Power ninety nine later tonight. And again in that game, Loomis is leading in Axcel eighteen to nothing at halftime. Here it's twenty to seven. Carney with the lead over Columbus. We're still tolling up some numbers, and we'll give you our halftime statistics when we return to Cope Stadium right after this. And welcome back here as Carney High has a 20 to 7 lead here at Foster Field Ron and Carroll Cope Stadium Randy Bushcutter Scott Moring our engineer Grant Ty back in the studios again cats 20 to 7 they scored 20 straight points and let's look at some numbers uh, passing the ball is how Columbus has uh, moved the ball most effectively tonight uh, Brody Mickey in the air is nine out of 10 throwing the football for 92 yards Trey Kobza has uh, two catches for 48 yards. Ernest Hausman has a couple of catches for 18 yards. Mason Moore, five catches for 19 yards. Blake Thompson has 15 yards in receptions. And Garrett Esch, one catch for one yard. For uh, Columbus on the ground, Mickey has carried the ball four times for 11 yards. Trey Kobza has four carries for 21 yards. And Mason Moore, a couple of carries, no yards, had a two-yard gain and a two-yard loss. So Columbus... 10 rushes for 32 yards. Put that together with their 92 yards in the air. So that's 134 yards of total offense here in the first half for Columbus as Carney has a 20 to seven lead for the cats in the air. Preston Pearson is uh, five out of six for 55 yards and a touchdown. Alex Shaw has caught three balls for 42 yards. Will Luthens has one catch for one yard and Colin Schleicher has one catch for 12 yards running the ball. Carney uh, High's Preston Pearsons carried it 10 times for 45 yards. Parker Weiss, four carries for 36 yards. And Chris Duttenhofer, five carries for 31 yards. So overall, 19 carries for 112 yards for Carney High with 155 yards uh, in the air. So they've got 167 yards of total offense. Not a huge difference in terms of total yards, but Carney High did force a turnover, turn those into points, and uh, they lead here 20-7 at halftime. So they're doing a lot of little things right.
3: Right, right. And, uh, you know, both quarterbacks, only one incompletion for each. Uh, that's, that's almost in, unheard of uh, on any level. So uh, good job by the quarterbacks uh, spreading the ball around. But they're not gaining a lot of yards with them, not a lot of big plays that are going on out there. Uh, you know, if my memory serves, uh, I think the Bearcats only had four possessions, five possessions. and They've scored on three of them. Yeah, and, and uh, they
1: ran out of time on that last they ran night. out of
3: time. Doesn't really, yeah, doesn't, doesn't count, so to right. speak. But, uh, you know, that's efficient. You know, you'll take that. It's been a really uh, fast-moving game because of all the completions. Uh, so each team, if you come back in the second half with that, Columbus is only going to have the ball three, maybe four times uh, the way this game is going. So uh, Carney gets a couple of stops, and they're in good shape the rest of the game.
1: Yeah, and again, both teams want to kind of, you know, eat up clock. Even though Columbus has been throwing the ball, like I say, they've been so efficient. Uh, getting completions that, uh, you know, you, you do take time off the board. It is limiting the number of possessions each team's going to have.
3: Right. And when you're trailing like Columbus is right now, you're going to have to push the envelope a little bit. Uh, you know, if it continues at this pace, you know, uh, Columbus gets the ball second half, so their next drive, they can do whatever they feel like doing to get themselves back in position here. Uh, but if they go three and out and Carney scores, then you it's, know, a different it's, deal. it's a whole different ball game. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So obviously that'll be uh, something to kind of keep an eye on. Again, you're listening to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Ravenna Sanitation says your trash is our treasure. Serving Buffalo County for business or residential service, Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find us. In your local Yellow Pages, it's a uh, senior night here at Carney High, a little bit longer period at halftime where we'll be talking about the band and they recognize all the football families in that before the game. So uh, the Bearcats right now, it, it's one of those, you, you always want to win senior night, you always want to win homecoming. The Bearcats looking to get their first win of the season and they lead it 20 to 7 over Columbus here at intermission. And we'll continue with more of the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report right after this.
2: FOMO, noun. Anxiety that an exciting or interesting event may currently be happening elsewhere. Well, you can forget FOMO now with Platriverpreps.com. Thanks in part to sponsors like Florang Chiropractic, Platte River Preps is where the exciting and interesting happen. Schedules for your favorite high school teams, coaches, interviews, game broadcasts, and podcasts, even a photo or two. Follow the best in central Nebraska at PlattriverPreps.com. Powered by Platte River Radio. Local sports, your music.
6: trusted people who you can call when bad stuff happens. In this moment, get an agent who will protect you in that moment. Barney Insurance. Now at the corner of Avenue N and 56th Street in Kearney. Also Holdridge, Lexington, and Lincoln. BarneyInsurance.net
1: Well, in what has been a very unusual year for football, uh, Kearney lost a couple of games because of uh, positive COVID tests. Their schedule has been altered and re-altered and altered again. Uh, Unofficially, they're oh and one on the season uh i mean the games do count but the way the nsa has got it figured out on the website and stuff it's just it's just such a strange strange year and uh coaches i think have done a pretty good job of kind of battling through all of that and trying to normalize things as much as possible
3: yeah and and of all coaches you know coach cool you know very adaptable and they're going to do what's best for the kids and follow all the regulations and all that stuff. It just, it just makes for uh, such an interesting year for everybody across the state. Uh, um, but you know, you're 0-3 on the year, and you come out and you're playing a good Columbus team. Um uh, Kearney Carney High is, you know, they're probably proven that even though they're 0-3, they're, you know, they could be uh, with the old schedule that they had. Mm-hmm. They could have been, you know, three and one or something at this point, or four and one.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and it, again, they they played. Three of the top, the three, in my opinion, the three toughest teams in the state, and just the circumstances around those as well. It's a last-second thing where we're going to play Southeast. So I mean, you 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 you, you would have practiced different if you would have known, right? You know, as things went, and you would have prepped your your boys a little bit differently. And and they played right with Southeast for for much of that that very first game, right? And. You know they've got on the board first in every game except the one that they have a halftime lead of twenty to seven in.
11: Right.
3: Right.
1: You know against some really good opponents. So I think this team's a lot better than than, than people may think. But again, you know you sit a couple of weeks out, you don't have those practices, you're just out of rhythm. It's just kind of hard to get your sea legs.
3: Well, and it's also kind of hard. Uh, you know tonight, Columbus takes the lead, and Carney didn't look good on the first drive, and you know the second drive they score, but it, they kind of labored to get there. Uh, you know, and you just kind of have to build some confidence in the kids. Uh, Even though you've played the two or three best teams in the state, uh, you still have to find some confidence somewhere. And it took Carney a full quarter here to get going. In the second quarter, they they decided, all right, we can do this. The kids are like, we can have success. So uh, I look for more of it in the second half of, you know, this is the midpoint of the year for them. They only have two more games on the schedule after this. So, you know, I think that this is like the starting off point for the rest of the year for them. They know they've gone through the toughest of the tough, and now it's time for them to start developing as a
1: team. Well, you know, as I say, iron sharpens iron. And, again, you play the three teams that they played up to this point, best, some of the best teams in the state. It's just going to make you sharper as long as you've got that confidence. And, right. and a win, that's, that's the best salve you can ever apply to a, a wound there is to come up with a win.
3: Right, and this, this game's not over by any means. I mean, Columbus has, has looked good at times. They've looked they look great to start the game off. Uh, and they've they've got the confidence of having four wins under their belt, too. So uh, Columbus is not going to go away here in the second half. But I think Kearney is going to continue to get better as the game goes along and really set themselves up here for the next two games they have on the on the dock.
1: Yeah, and you, and you said it, Scott. Uh, the, the, the first part of the third quarter is going to be huge. If Carney can force a, a three and out, and even if they don't score, if they can control the ball for a little bit, if they can control the clock, and Columbus looks up there and they're down 20-7, to 7, and, and midway through the third, yeah, yeah, there's six minutes left to go in the third quarter. As 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 long as drives have taken these two teams all night, they they're they're going to have to do things a little bit differently than what they've been doing. That little short passing game might have to be a little bit more of a long passing game, and a lot of bad things can happen when you're trying to do that.
3: Right, and a lot of adjustments that you know that that uh, Coach Archer's making for the secondary. And uh, at halftime, they might be seeing the same thing on. The only way they're completing anything is on their no-step drops, where they just snap it and throw it, or their three-step drops. So if we slide up those corners a little bit and make it a little more difficult, uh, you know, Columbus has not shown the ability to throw deep down the field yet.
1: Yep. Uh, Let's remind you that the Platinum River Preps Athletes of the Month for this month are Tice Westland of Pleasanton Football and Elena Vargas of Hastings St. Cecilia Cross Country. You can submit your nominations on plantriverpreps.com. The winners will receive a certificate and a Plant River Preps shirt. It's presented every month by B&B Carpet and Donovan. You can see this month's winners plus our, all of our past winners by visiting the Athlete of the Month tab at plantriverpreps.com. Again, here at halftime, Carney with a 20-7 to lead on their home field against Columbus as the Cats are looking for their first win of the season. They're about to Re-enter the field. They'll warm up here a little bit, and we'll kick this one off here in about uh, four minutes or so to start the second half. Again, Carney on top, 20 to seven. We'll continue with more of our Ravenna Sanitation halftime report right after this.
6: The Cheesy Burrito has been one of Amigos' faves for almost 40 years. That gooey cheddar cheese wrapped in a warm tortilla started out just for the kids and became so much more. Right now, in honor of our 40th anniversary, Amigos is offering three new cheesy burritos, three cheese for an all-new twist, black bean queso for veggie lovers, and chicken bacon ranch for everyone. Great cheesy burritos aren't just for kids. So make today a cheesy day at Amigos.
0: When it
18: comes to harvest, what does reducing your harvest time by days or even weeks mean to you? Depending on Mother Nature, that may mean thousands. This is why our employees at Aurora Cooperative understand just how valuable your harvest time is because we know the environment doesn't wait. We know that harvest speed is real time and real money for our owners. If you want to speed up your harvest, come to an Aurora Cooperative grain facility and see the difference for yourself. Our lights will be on until yours are off this season. We are your grain destination. Aurora Cooperative, tougher together, we know your roots.
1: Well, another injury here for Carney High uh, coming in out of the locker room on crutches. And I, I never saw him g- actually get hurt, but they're ice in the foot here of Brandon Moore, uh, 5'8", 299-pound junior. And he does not look like he's going to be re-entering the game anytime soon. Our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Getting you back in the game of life with a location near you. Of course, uh, Jack Johnson uh, unavailable here for Carney High as well so the Bearcats a uh, little bit of a little bit of injury trouble hopefully they have Johnson back your leading tackler but defenses look pretty good without him
3: yeah they did a nice job there uh most of the most of the second you know quarter they uh, really kind of owned the game there so uh they haven't needed Jack so far hopefully they don't need him the rest of the game
1: yeah well and you know and you're kind of hoping of course that uh that you got him next week. Um, and, you know, Columbus has got some injuries, too. Uh, Three year starting quarterback CJ Fleeman tore his uh, ACL and MCL in the opening game against Scotts Bluff. So this kid that's uh, come in, uh, uh, Brody Mickey, uh, is, is not the guy that they were planning on starting here. But, uh, you know, they're really he, effective. Lot, yeah, he's you know? been pretty effective. And, you know, just a, a lineman falling on your, your quarterback's uh, leg, uh, pulling his ACL. Um, you cost you that. And then again, Fleeman is a great, uh, great athlete. In fact, you know, Carney baseball is a pretty big deal and they're probably familiar with him as being an outstanding baseball player where he's actually going to play baseball for Southeast Missouri. So
3: yeah, it changes the complexion of your whole season when you have a six, three quarterback, it's changing it down to a five, eight quarterback, five, yeah. six quarterback actually. So, uh, you know, but, uh, Mickey has done a good job for Columbus. A great completion percentage, uh, obviously, on the whole year, not just tonight. So, uh, you know, that's a big, big adjustment for Columbus the rest of the year uh, after uh, Fleeman went down. I just hope that uh, nothing goes, uh, you know, like that for the rest of the night for us, and we don't have to see anything like that.
1: Yep. H C injuries on either side. Well, that'll wrap up our Ravenna Sanitation halftime report. Dakin already has the ball teed up, and they're waiting for Columbus to get all in order here. We'll see if Dakin will punch this into the end zone. It seems like when they asked him to kick it in the end zone, he's been able to do it. Uh, they did try a little uh, kick it to an open area, try to kick off, and they ended up having the ball at the 31-yard line. Well, so we'll see what the Cats have in mind here, leading at 20-7. to 7, They'll kick it off to start the second half here. And here comes Dakin. He'll come up and put that right foot into the ball, and there'll be a, a high kick that's going to sail into the end zone, and Columbus will set up shop. At the 20 yard line will be first and 10.
3: Nice easy kick there for Dakin, easily into the end zone.
1: Makes it look easy, doesn't it? He's he? got the leg. Yeah. Play a little bit of soccer. Yeah,
14: yep,
3: just a little bit. Unfortunately, not last year.
1: Right, yeah. Yep, yeah. yeah. unfortunately, I'm just glad we're playing football and trying to get back in a little bit of uh, normalcy which is actually not even a word. First and 10 from the 20-yard line. Full house backfield. Mickey's going to keep it. He'll run that option. He'll go off that left side, and he'll gain about one yard before he gets planted there. And leading the way on the tackle as there's flags all over the field. Colton Urick led the way on the tackle, but that's probably where we're going to see a hold.
3: Well, it was, a, it was an awesome tackle, too. There was, a, there was contact, and that was the play over.
1: He was put down harshly. That will be a hold, a uh, yard or so behind the line of scrimmage, maybe two yards behind the line of scrimmage. It'll be half the distance to the goal from there. So they will spot this down to about the nine-yard line, and that will set up now first and 21.
3: Exactly the start that Carney wanted to have for this half. Put Columbus in a dangerous position and uh, makes Columbus do something that they're not exactly comfortable with. No one is. No one's comfortable at first and 21.
1: So Brody Mickey will have a running back behind him. I'll put a man in motion, fake the hand off the cobs. Mickey will throw it in underneath and it's going to be incomplete. He threw it right at the shoe tops of Mason Moore. They're trying to set up a screen. And you know what? If he completes that pass, that's a loss of five.
3: Yeah. Uh,
1: Bearcats uh, are all over it.
3: I don't know if he intentionally threw it at the feet, but uh, it looks like one of those plays that an NFL quarterback would throw it down into the dirt because it's not going anywhere anyway.
1: So that will stop the clock here with 11.36 to go, and uh, things have started off poorly here. Their first snap, it's a hold, so they lose 11 yards on that play, and then they throw an incompletion here, and we'll see what Mickey has in mind. He'll turn the shoulders, he'll throw, and it's going to be complete, and that's going to be awfully close to a first down as they just kind of split the defense. Coming up with the catch there is Garrett Esch, and that writes the ship here for Columbus because they get across the, down to the 31-yard line.
3: That was something that they really needed, and that was just a nice little seam pass there, and uh, boy, I don't know if he really should have thrown it, but it was uh, just kind of found that hole that I, I didn't even know if it was there, but great catch, and as soon as he caught it, he was tackled by two defenders.
1: So good coverage, but even better throw. Gain of 22 first down, and they'll just hand it off on a quick hitter on that left side. And another little gain here for Mason Moore. Good gain on first down as they're going to gain about seven.
3: Yeah, every time uh, it seems like he's carried the ball, he's going straight ahead, full speed, and uh, he's got some good yardage tonight.
1: Unofficially, Rock. have Carney High with eight first downs, seven now for Columbus okay, in the down. game. Statistically, it's been a fairly even game. Mickey, quick little drop, gets it off on that left side. Quick little hitter, they'll gain about a yard and a half as they give it to Houseman.
3: They've run that play, the, the hitch to Houseman, uh, like three or four times now, and is getting closer and closer on each one of them. Right, right there, the outside linebacker just about undercut that. Uh, Columbus is going to have to come back with something off of that, the old fake hitch and go or actually hit the slot guy that's taken the area that the outside linebacker vacated.
1: I don't know if you'll try that here on third and two. Obviously, the Discoverers want to keep those chains moving. just short of the 40-yard line. They drop the football. It's on the ground. There's blue jerseys all over it. Carney High is going to come up with a football. I think Van Winkle's got another recovery.
3: Right time, right place, and he got it again.
1: Van Winkle does come up from the bottom of the pile. If he didn't get it, his teammate Parker Wise was going to do it. They had trouble with the exchange. Mickey couldn't get the ball to his running back. And another turnover, a crucial turnover here for Columbus.
3: Yeah, it looked like uh, Mickey uh, bobbled the snap. And as he was bobbling it, tried to hand it off at the same time. And it just uh, turned into a a mess back there.
1: So now Carney has a chance of throwing a knockout punch here. Obviously not officially, but first and 10 from the 35, already up by 13. Pearson calls out the signals, and he's going to keep it himself. Goes right up the middle. He's going to be met right at the line of scrimmage. He'll gain one, and that's going to be it. That was closed pretty quickly by that Columbus defensive line.
3: You know, a lot of times uh, teams go for the home run ball right after a turnover like that. But
1: and Tool has done that a lot I've over the years.
3: Done it a lot. But I think right now you you get your offense back on the field and you grind this one down. Get a field goal at you know you pick up fifteen, ten, fifteen yards. You're in field goal range. Uh, you know, and you waste a lot of clock by doing that, too. So I think you just want to grind the game out here.
1: So actually, a gain of about two, Pearson was able to pull the pile a little bit further forward than I thought. Glant will go to that right side, looking to throw. Now is going to be Pearson. Pearson's going to roll to his left, and he's just going to tuck it and go, have us a little stiff arm. He'll be met at the 30-yard line, and that's going to set up now third and five with a gain of about three. Yeah,
3: good job there by Pearson, uh, recognizing that Columbus had uh, the routes covered. Uh, they did try and go for a little home run ball. They tried to run a the, the trips guy on the right side clear across to the left side of the field, and it was covered well. So good job just to pick up some yards, make it a more manageable third down.
1: So third and a long five here. And the officials are stopping things here, and the, they're going to come talk to the White Hat. One is signaling stop the clock. <laughs> the, the other saying, one is winding it. it. Yeah, wind it. And the White Hat is going to straighten that out. I don't know what that discussion was about, but well, they haven't started the clock yet. What? They break the huddle, and the officials I'm are... I'm not
3: sure if, the, uh, if they're talking about the play clock or the actual game clock.
1: And they're going to be communicating with the uh, press box here through Coach Cool, I believe. And that was a short conversation, whatever it was. Well, the clock has stopped with 8.24 to go here, third quarter. Bearcats on top, 20-7. to seven, And I have no idea what's happening on this football field, except both uh, football teams are ready.
3: I think they put about 18 seconds back on the okay, clock.
1: Okay, now they wind the clock, yep, they put a little bit more time back on there. So Pearson on third and six, going to hand the ball right up the middle, and a quick hitter all the way out to the, the 20-yard line, just straight up the middle is Parker Wise. Wise will gain 10, and that'll be another Bearcat first down.
3: Yeah, great job there by Parker, running through some more arm tackles by the uh, Columbus defense. That was just a quick snap, too. That kind of caught Columbus off guard there.
1: The path he took didn't change more than about four inches, one direction to the right or left, just straight up the middle. And it'll be first and 10, just outside the 20-yard line, nose of the football near the 20. And they're going to go with a couple of tight ends here. Quick little drop, and they'll throw it off on that right side. Going to be complete to Shaw. Shaw will head upfield about the 15-yard line, and he'll be knocked down short of the first down, but that's a nice gain on first down as they're going to give him about seven yards on the play.
3: Yeah, there's got to be some sort of confusion there on Columbus' side. That That was wide open, just a little... Three-yard out route by the, uh, the second receiver on that side. And the outside guy run deep to clear off the corner. But outside linebacker was nowhere to be found on that.
1: They're down to the 12, so that would be a gain of eight. Second and two here for the Cats from the 12-yard line. Quick handoff right up the middle of the Wise. Wise has enough for the first down. He'll follow his uh, running backs, his uh, offensive line down to about the seven-yard line. That's a gain of five. And Carney with another first and goal.
3: Yeah, Bearcats uh, looking strong here on this drive. Taking advantage of the, the size of Parker Wise at running back and also the, the size advantage on the line.
1: And again, they break the huddle very quickly. Pearson calls it out. Hands off to Wise. Wise this time is going to be met behind the line of scrimmage, and he's going to lose about a yard, maybe a yard and a half.
3: Columbus decided they, they can't sit back and watch the game anymore. They decided to bring some blitzers. Uh, one of the few times we've seen any any sort of blitzing by Columbus tonight.
1: And a good run blitz there as it cost them, as we said, a yard and a half and makes it now second down. Keeps that clock moving here as we've got 7-17 to go here in the third quarter. Cats up 20-7. to 7. They've scored 20 straight points. They're poised here to try to add on to that. Pearson will have Wise to his left. Brings the man in motion. Coming across is going to be Shaw. Hand off right up the middle no actually the quarterback keeps it he'll slip all the way through the defense into the end zone for a touchdown weaving his way through there just kind of making himself small and then running behind those shoulder pads is Pearson and Pearson goes in for a nine-yard touchdown
3: that was uh, just a great job of continuing to move uh, it looks like the play was stopped and he was kind of held up and uh, I don't know if Columbus kind of lost track of where the ball was but uh you know, that was just a good job by Pearson Or keep moving towards the goal line. And uh, it got easier and easier as he kept going.
1: Well, he kind of rode Parker Wise there. I thought he handed it off, but he was able to slip through there. And now Dakin will try to add the extra point, And the extra point is good. So a five-points bank touchdown for Preston Pearson from nine yards out. And Carney with 27 straight points. They lead Columbus 27-7 with just under seven minutes to go. Here in the third quarter, we'll be back with the kickoff right after this. Well, James Dakin with the uh, kickoff, he punches it about five yards deep in the end zone and that will be yet another touchback and Columbus will set up shop at the 20 yard line. They've moved the ball a couple of times tonight. They're opening drive. They go the distance for the touchdown. Uh, they moved the ball a couple of other times. They were moving the ball last trip until they fumbled the football.
3: Yeah. Uh, you know, just, uh, what we talked about at halftime, uh, if Columbus goes three and out and, uh, Carney scores, they're in a world of hurt and, uh, They didn't go three and out, but they had a turnover.
1: Well, half the touchdowns scored by Carney High tonight came after turnovers. They run a little misdirection play. Kobza going on that left side. He has a seam. He'll have it on that left side. Only one man to beat, and they can't get him. This is going to go 80 yards for the touchdown. Everybody moved to the right except for the guy carrying the football. And Trey Kobza goes all the way home from 80 yards out. And just like that, Columbus back in the football game. At 27-13. to 13.
3: Uh, They run that play twice and scored twice. That was the same one they scored on to begin the, uh, the game on. Uh, just a great job. They had two lead blockers out in front. Uh, nice little inside counter reverse play there to Kobza. And, uh, once he got out past the, uh, the linebacker area, it was, uh, it was all done. He had some nice speed.
1: He drew some linebackers away by moving a guard over there as well. So they'll try to kick the extra point. And to do the honors here is going to be Garrett Esch. Esch will kick it. It is up and it is no good. That one just I don't know if it looked
3: awkward, yeah. I don't know if it went up. I don't think it got above anybody's head there.
1: Yeah, that was that was an awkward looking kick. So the extra points no good. It's a 14-point ball game. 27 to 13. Uh 5 points bank touch down here for Columbus from 80 yards out with Trey Kobza and they'll kick it back off to the Cats when we return right after this tired of
11: looking at your family as they stare into their phones? Why not give them something incredible to look at, like Mother Nature, while cruising around in a new or used boat from Buzz's Marine? Buzz's Marine, your Yamaha outboard dealer, can help you and your family unplug and de-stress in a healthy way on the water. They have sport and surf boats, deck boats, fishing boats, and pontoons and triple tunes. Whatever you choose, you can't lose. Find out more today at Buzz's Marine, your Yamaha outboard dealer at 5th and Central Kearney, or online at Buzz's Marine dot com.
0: experience matters to us specializing in you
1: welcome back to our broadcast booth brought to you by carney towing and repair the kickoff here by ash gonna be picked up at about the five yard line by carney high they got a little seam right up the Uh-oh. middle and bouncing Uh-oh. out to the outside the bearcats are going to go all the way in molina has it at the 30 the 20 one man's got an angle It pulls him down at the 10 yard line but a brilliant return by Miguel Molina as he took it at about the 5-yard line and takes it all the way down to the 10.
3: Uh, special teams, a big, big part of it. You know, they ran a kickoff back last week, and uh, they almost ran another one back this week. It was right up the middle. That, like, the, the sea had parted, and he there wasn't anybody hash to hash close to him there.
1: Well, one guy had an angle, and they're going to pull him down officially at the 9-yard line. So that'll be a... 81, 84-yard return. No 86-yard return. And that will set Carney High back in business here. 27 to 13 is our score. Columbus with the big play to make it a 14-point ball game. Now Carney High trying to answer right back. Coming across his shawl in motion. He'll go to that right. Quarterback going to run to the left. Pearson has it. Pearson will take it down to about the 5-yard line. So that'll be a gain of 4 set up a second and goal here from the 5.
3: Yeah, similar play to what they just scored on. Um, just uh, letting Pearson uh, even though he's the quarterback, he's a running quarterback and uh, they do a good job of getting some blockers out in front of him.
1: That's his 14th carry on the night. About 64 yards on the evening as well. Second and goal from the 5. And again, Coming across is going to be Shaw. Quarterback's going to keep it. Goes on that right side. He'll gain another half of what he needed. They'll mark him down at about the two-yard line. That'll be another gain of three here for Pearson. It'll be third and goal from the two.
3: Yeah, Coach Cool has obviously seen something that uh, uh, every time that they go in motion, the entire defensive line shifts for Columbus, and then they're running behind where the motion came from. That's two plays in a row. You run towards where the motion started at. The whole line shifting away from it.
1: What I like is you got a play that works. You run it again. You run it you again. Have to run it you run it run the it other again. side. Yeah,
3: run it, you run the same play the other way.
1: So many times people run a play that really works and you never see it again. Right. Well, here the quarterback is going to keep it again, and he'll go to the left and Preston Pearson into the end zone for the touchdown. A two-yard run, and Carney High gets that touchdown back, and they eat a little bit more clock, and they now have a 33 to 13 lead.
3: Yeah, we've seen that play a few times too. Just a quarterback. Uh, you know, it, it, it's a sprint option, but it, it's basically turned into quarterback keep all night.
1: So that'll be another two yard touchdown run here for Preston Pearson. So Dakin for the extra point here. Another five points bait touchdown here for Pearson. Dakin, nice kick. It is up. It is good. And Carney High, 34. Columbus, 13. 5 11 to go here as the offenses, well, the scoring is really picked up here in the football game as we have had uh, three touchdowns in, in the last minute and 20 yeah. seconds. Carney, High, 34 13. They'll kick off when we return right after this. <laughs> Cobbs are back deep here for Columbus as Dakin will kick it off here again. Big return by Molina for Carney High a little bit ago, and now Dakin will scoot it at about the 12-yard line. Be picked up by one of the upbacks here for Columbus, and trying to find some room to run here is going to be Garrett Ash. And Ash is going to be stood up at the 20-yard line, and he'll be planted right there, leading the way uh, on the tackle for the Cats is going to be Colton Urich and also getting a piece of that. I uh, is also i i actually didn't see the other number guys no. i had the wrong number that i saw because peter glant banged up just a little bit he's kind of limping on this near sideline he was not out there our injury report brought to you by family physical therapy and sports center getting back to game of life with a location near you and then uh well he rubbed some dirt on and he's yep, back out he, there
3: he uh he come limping off off after the uh
1: Extra point there and
3: kind of still kind of working on it, and he's back in the game.
1: And he'll go in a four-point stance, or a three-point stance, rather, on this end position here as they'll hand the ball off for Columbus. And they'll Uh-oh. get that left side. The ball comes out loose. The quarterback, I think, is able to pull that down. Actually, it wasn't the quarterback, but the ball was in the air, and Columbus was able to pick it up.
3: It, may, it might have been the quarterback.
1: No. I. I was you got, a,
3: got an eyeball on him?
1: Yeah, I had an eyeball on him. And it wasn't Columbus either. It might have been Ash. Garrett Esch, that came up with the ball. So actually, since he came up with the ball, Ash gets uh, credit for the two-yard run here. That was one of those that the, as he was going down, the Bearcats were able to strip the ball out, and it went airborne, and a fortunate bounce here for Columbus. So Mickey will call out the signals, and he's going to throw the ball on this left side and a tackle immediately. Great defensive play there by Pearson, as there will be no gain on that.
3: Yeah, they've run that play earlier tonight to send a guy out in motion and run a wide receiver screen to the outside guy. Pearson just ate that up right through the blocker and uh, made a great form tackle there.
1: So Garrett Ash makes the catch, but he actually may have lost a yard on the play. So it's going to be third and 10 here for Columbus. Mickey gets the uh, information. They normally just look at their wristbands, but he actually had to go over there and talk to the coach. And now he'll have a running back behind him as he's in that pistol formation. Mickey on third and ten is going to throw the football. He'll step up. He'll throw on that right side. It's going to be caught. Great catch. Going up high for it is Hausman. But there is a flag down. And that could be a hold. I didn't see a late hit. I don't Uh, think the quarterback got hit at all. I think
3: he threw it right before the quarterback threw the ball. So I'm guessing it's probably a hold.
1: That would negate a great catch there by Hausman. And that is going to be a hold.
3: That was, that was a sky riser. He got up in the oh, air. Oh, there was an undercut. A, yeah.
1: There was a penalty on Carney High as well. So they're going to negate, but that still is going to undo a great catch by Hausman. And it's going to make it now third and 10 again.
3: Oh, I missed the Carney High <laughs> penalty there. Cut you off.
1: Hear you so third and 10. That hold, even there. though they, they don't get backed up, it still takes away a great play for Columbus.
3: Carney High is double-coveraging Hausman out there. They got a guy in his face and a guy 10 yards off of him.
1: So Mickey, out of that pistol, fakes the handoff, drops back, drops back even deeper, and he'll throw it on that left side, and there is nobody there intended for Esh.
3: Yeah, but, the, the, the double coverage really kind of messed up the whole uh, – flow of the offense, so they couldn't go to Houseman. They go to the crossing route, not Houseman, uh, clean out or clear out uh, just to overthrow it. He, he probably had a guy, but uh, just overthrew the ball there.
1: And and White was there on coverage. It follows incomplete. So that's going to set up now fourth and 10. And they are.
3: You need a punter.
1: Yeah. Oh, there we go. There we go. He'll step back after directing traffic a little bit is Riley Ibrag? And Iberg gets the snap. We'll kind of rugby at that left side. It's going to be a fairly high kick for a rugby-style kick, and it will be knocked down at about the 40-yard line. Goes forward a little bit, goes back a little bit, and is going to end up about where it first initially hit. No real roll on it, and it will be dead at the 41-yard uh, line. So Bearcats with a 34-13 lead, 3.06 to go here in the third quarter, and you want to choose some clock.
3: Yeah, you've got to you get, you get yourself to the fourth quarter with a three touchdown lead as as uh, the goal. At this point, um, you're in great shape. I look for Columbus to start bringing the blitz more, so that gives up some open avenues more. So we're either going to be uh, zero gain, no gain, negative gain, or big gains here. I think.
1: Garnet Catholic has scored 17 straight points after being tied at 14. They're up 31 to 14. 3:06 to go here, third quarter. Bearcats again trying to. Milk the clock, throw that knockout punch. First and 10 from the 41. Hand off to Dutenhofer right up the middle. Duttenhofer gets through there. We've thrown forward after a gain of about three on the play. And really, he was an eyelash away from that being mm-hmm. a wide open play. One of the linebackers got an arm on him. And if he doesn't uh, get that arm there in time, there wasn't any other help in the middle.
3: Yeah, I was all- you know, one of the big factors here of the game is Kearney's uh, really not had any problems securing the ball. No balls have come loose, and we've seen, you know, Columbus with a couple turnovers and three or four other ones that have been loose. So
1: Yeah, I think I've gotten with four, four fumbles. Four fumbles and two and, lost. Two of them they lost. Late pitch here for Dutenhoffer. Dutenhoffer will bring across midfield and be down at about the 48-yard line. So that'll be a gain of eight, and that'll be another first and ten here for Kearney High.
3: Dudenhoffer's really done a nice job tonight. Kind of change of a pace from uh, uh, from Parker Wise. Uh, Parker's been kind of beating it up inside and then uh, running hard, and then Dudenhoffer's done a nice job of breaking tackles on the perimeter.
1: So Dudenhofer 31 yards in the first half. Parker Wise with 36, and um, been pretty even for those two guys here in the second half as well. Handoff to Dudenhofer right up the middle. That hole is going to close pretty quickly. And that'll be a gain of only about a yard.
3: Yeah, not a whole lot of push there, not not a whole lot of running room.
1: Inside of two minutes to go here, third quarter, Bearcats 21-point lead. Elsewhere, Grant Allen now has a lead at Papillion La Vista South, 14-7 there at halftime. Adam Central now leads Central City, 14-8 over on KICS Radio and over on uh, Power 99, Loomis, 28 to nothing over Axtell. That game's in the fourth quarter. On the option, Pearson, he's going to keep it. Come right up the middle. They'll count to the outside, run through a couple of tackles, runs through another. They got him, they got a hold of his foot. Otherwise, he goes to the house. He gains 11. Just couldn't quite throw that last little shoe there as he broke two or three tackles, just going right up the middle. A nice 11-yard gain here for Preston Pearson. His seventeenth carry of the night
3: he wasn't uh, he wasn't going anywhere, but uh, guys were bouncing off of him like a pinball there. He was not going down
1: so he'll take the ball to the 36 yard line and again another touchdown drive here and uh, then it's it's really started eating clock time. Cat's already up by three scores Pearson he's looking to throw and he's going to air it out. On this left side, it's going to be incomplete, trying to connect with Caden Miller, and it will fall incomplete. Yeah,
3: it's really the first time, uh, you, you know, that the Bearcats have taken a shot downfield. Uh, you know, Caden uh, had a couple big plays last week, uh, I'm trying to get him the ball here and give him a chance to to kind of put the game completely out of reach.
1: Well, it's been an efficient passing attack here for Kearney High. They're six out of eight, even with that incompletion in the air, and... At one short gain, otherwise you 're at least eight yards, and everything else yeah. has been a first down
3: they They like to stay balanced a lot, I know, but they, they haven 't really had a need to uh, go to the air too
1: much. Moving on the other side here is going to be Nadugua, and they drop the football this Carney high Pearson has to fall on it at the forty, so that 'll be a loss of four that 's the first time we 've seen Carney mishandle the football
3: yep just uh, I think that was a low snap that uh, pearson couldn 't quite handle and uh, just kind of fell around on the floor there with it.
1: So now at the forty, Carney High needs to find some way to get at least some of this back. I don't know if you try a long field goal up by twenty one, you run the risk of getting it blocked and having something bad happen. Uh, you know, if but first you kinda you, first. kinda
3: you kinda try and get half the distance here and then maybe you consider the field goal, but you know, you're in great shape on the scoreboard, so don't get too risky.
1: Maybe the last play of the third quarter, Pearson looking to throw and he's going to throw the ball deep over the middle to Miller and a oh, diving boy. catch at the five. Caden Miller stretches out, makes the catch. And when he lands, he'll be at the three yard line and Carney high. will have it first and goal.
3: What a great catch, complete laid out. Ran in a little poster out there. Uh, I thought it was overthrown for the longest time. The ball's in here. I thought he overthrew it, but, uh, Great adjustment and way to way to sell out to get that one.
1: A 37-yard gain. Caden Miller with a beautiful catch, and that is the final play of the third quarter. Carney High 34, Columbus 13. Cats will have it first and goal from the three when we return right after this.
15: Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center getting you back into the game of life with several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how family physical therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes, in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River.
1: Your local Pioneer team is with you from the word go during harvest season and every season.
2: Well,
1: we've seen some great catches in this game. Hausman for Columbus goes up high for that one catch and then laying everything out. Caden Miller makes the catch at the three-yard line. First and goal here for Carney High. First play of the fourth quarter where they're looking to throw the knockout punch. Already up by 21. Kind of waiting for Columbus to get back on the field. They're there, and they're going to let them get all prepped up here. So Pearson going to keep it, goes on that right side, gets a couple of lead blockers and gets a three-yard touchdown. Just power football there. That's a quarterback keeper the whole way. And Pearson, after delivering a beautiful pass, will go in for a 5 points bank touchdown, just a little power football after having a real touch on a throw.
3: Yeah, it was a beautiful throw. And then, uh, you know, Pearson uh, having a heck of a night uh, running the ball uh, probably four touchdowns, four touchdowns four touchdowns on the ground tonight
1: Another 2-yard run in fact he's had 3 2-yard touchdown runs
3: That's a and good good weapon to have near the goal line
1: And an extra point is good so Carney high now with a 28-point lead 41 to 13 11:56 to go here in the football game Cats in great shape we're back right after this
17: for you.
1: Well, the kickoff here goes by Taken into the end zone again. And again, what a big night running the football here for Preston Pearson. A five-points bank touchdown. He's had four of those, nine-yarder and three two-yarders, as he's had a big night running the ball on 19 carries. Uh, Throw in a Preston Pearson pass to Eric Shaw for a touchdown and uh, Parker Weiss also in the end zone. Those are all the touchdowns here for the Bearcats who lead it now, 41 to 13 and if you're Columbus you got to go airborne almost every play.
3: Yeah. I think Preston's dad might have had a few more throwing touchdowns in his career but I don't know if he had any running touchdowns like his son has tonight.
1: Mickey will throw it out on that right side it's going to be caught by Esh and Esh down that sideline is going to be tackled in underneath there by Alex Shaw and he stays in bounds. That uh, favors Carney high here as the clock's moving here with one 11:40 to go in the football game.
3: Yeah, you you hate to to tell Columbus you got to hurry up, but I think their their main priority is we got to get one score on the board, no matter how long it takes us. If we have to dink and dunk it the whole way, we have to. But uh, they got to get one somehow.
1: So it'll be uh, second and about three here, and they're going to run the ball on that right side. They'll have enough for the first down. That'll move the chains here a little bit as they come in underneath and. Running the ball for the first time tonight is going to be Sam Kopanowski.
3: I'm glad you said it.
1: I don't know if I said it right.
3: That was one of the few times that they really had a, a lane to run through. All by number Sam
1: Kupinowski. And Kopanowski has enough for the first down. And that will add on to their total there. Eight first downs here for Columbus in the football game. And they'll hand it off here to Esh. Ash has a couple of lead blockers on that right side. He'll be down at about the 45-yard line. So that'll be a gain of about seven as they keep trying to move those chains. Our chain gang moving the chains just like Carney Towing and Repair will do for you. If you're stranded on the side of the road, no matter where you are, they'll get you home Carney Towing and Repair. Nice gain of seven.
3: Yeah, doing, they've run that little sweep play a few times now, uh, kind of get two or three guys out in front and uh... – try and get the corner turned, but they they haven't got it turned all the way yet tonight.
1: So 10 and a half to go here as Mickey will ask for the football, fake the handoff to Ash, and they'll just go right up the middle. And they'll get back to the line of scrimmage, and that's going to be just about it. As again, it'll be Krapanowski, who gains maybe a yard. Good tackle by Urick for Kearney High. Yeah, well, they're going to give him a the spot there. Let's yeah. say it's gained a two. Looked to me like he was short, but they're going to give it to him. And just short of midfield will be Columbus with another first down.
5: And oh. looking to throw, and it
1: is going to be incomplete.
3: Boy, Parker Weiss had a beat on it. He just dropped that. He stepped right in front from his uh, linebacker position. He, he, was, uh, he was seeing a touchdown on the other end and forgot to catch the ball. Just run a little hitch route to the inside receiver there, and uh, Parker jumped the route, and by uh, all accounts, the band should be playing at this point.
1: <laughs> As it stands, it will be second and 10. Carney in great shape, but you're right. That had been a knockout punch. we got 10 minutes to go in the football game, and they're going to run that little counter. Coming up on this left side. And that's going to be Garrett Ash. Ash will be down at about the 42-yard line. That'll be a gain of seven.
3: That's the uh, third time they've run that play tonight, the uh, first time they haven't scored. Uh, Carney, the uh, middle Esch. linebacker there, uh, Colton Yurk, did a nice job recognizing, uh, and he didn't make the tackle, but he, he blew up the blocker, and that, uh, that helped everybody else out. 15,
1: we'll call that actually a gain of nine. I did the math wrong in my head there. From the line. And again, that clock is moving. 9.24 to go. Still ticking down here, as Mickey will call it out. Man in motion. They're going to hand it off to the tailback. Right through the middle is going to be Kobza. They're trying to rip at the football. Carney High has made a lot of substitutions out there, uh, bringing in some other bodies. The ball now at the 31-yard line. That will be more than enough for a first down.
3: Yeah, I think uh, you know Columbus, uh, like I said, they're, they're just trying to get the first touchdown on the board if they're going to do something miraculous here. Uh, they just need to keep doing what they're doing, and they're not so worried about the time on this drive.
1: Chain gang moving the chains just like Carney Perry will do for you if you're stranded on the side of the road. High snap, but they're going to be able to get the ball to Esch. Esch almost looked like he wanted to throw the football. He breaks a couple of tackles, jumps over a guy, drops the football into the arms of Carney High. It looks like the Bearcats have come up with the ball. No, how in the world? Did Klapanowski come up with that football? But he did at the 25-yard line.
3: I, I thought there was three blue jerseys was. around that.
1: And somehow it squirted through them into the hands of Krapanowski, and, and no, it n- will be second and four.
3: Nobody caused a fuss out there. Nope, there I, nope. I mean, it, it, it was clearly his.
1: Everybody agreed with it, but, boy, it looked to me like it was going to go into somebody wearing a blue jersey. High snap, but Mickey's able to hand the ball up ahead and a quick little hitter here for Kappanowski is will gain about 3
3: you know at this you know Carney's still uh still playing hard but they're just keeping everything in front of them right here I mean they're not they're not going to allow out the big play if if Columbus wants to chew the clock get 3 4 5 yards of time that's fine but uh, Carney's not going to give him an opportunity to to throw something over the top
1: there's some regulars out there but most of them out there right now are uh, second line players especially on that defensive line the third and about 1 and a stoppage here a timeout for columbus timeout brought to you by ent positions of carney taking care of you since 1994 located where you need us specializing in you 41 13 good guys 7:32 to go here in the fourth quarter we'll return with more carney high football right after this
6: Carney for a free estimate,
1: and don't forget that our Platte River Preps athlete of the month brought to you by B and B Carpet and Donovan. Be sure to log on to PlatteRiverPreps.com, nominate your favorite athlete for athlete of the month. One boy and one girl will be our winners. and listed that PlatteRiverPreps.com brought to you by B and B Carpet. Third and one here for Columbus at about the 22-yard line. Mickey will look to throw the football. He'll air it out on this left side and is nearly intercepted. Great coverage in underneath by Seth Altwine, as Altwine had a better shot at that than Hausman did.
3: Yeah, uh, under clearly underthrown ball there. You got to give your, uh, your guy a chance to go up and get that, and uh, uh, Hausman there for uh, Columbus didn't have a chance at that. But you throw that ball there because it's fourth and one, and you know you're going for it anyway.
1: Yeah, fourth and one, and they will hand off right up the middle, and oh, boy, it depends on the spot. It's going to depend on the spot.
3: Looked like he had it early on and plenty of room, but what a what a nice tackle there.
1: Yeah, and that was Colton Urich who made the tackle of uh, Kapowski, and it depends on where they spot it, and they're going to bring out the chains. Chain gang, bringing out the chains, just like Carney tony will do for you if you're stranded on the side of the road, no matter where, they'll get you home. So this is going to be very close. We're right on it. I think they have it.
3: I think I think they do by the stripe, but it's... We're, it's this awful is, close. Yeah,
1: this is four inches at most. They stretch it out. They try Look at to, that. Yeah. Look at that. The by stripe, the stripe. By the stripe. a kid. That I, I had the, the
3: best angle in the whole place.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I got the binoculars. <laughs> I wasn't sure. I have to use binoculars so just so I can see jersey numbers for these white jerseys. With the white numbers. I just really want to throat punch somebody for doing that. See, it's bad karma for you, Columbus. You're down 41-13 because of your jersey. 7-15 to go here, fourth quarter. That's the sole reason. Now that and Bearcats have played really well tonight. Bearcats have
3: had a nice couple
1: quarters here. Mickey will call it out and put a man in motion on that right side. That's going to be Ash. He's looking to throw over in that direction, and uh, it's going to be complete and a good form tackle there. After Blake Thompson made the catch.
3: No, oh, I, I tell you, that whole play looked a little uh, discombobulated there. The wide receiver forgot to block anybody, and that's the guy who made the tackle for a three yard gain.
1: Well, Parker Weiss with a great form yeah. tackle there after the catch.
3: And uh, I'm sure Columbus is seeing that they had one on one coverage with their best receiver out here and a whole lot of open space.
1: We'll call it four, actually, so it'll be second and six. Kapowski will get the uh, handoff, and he'll be stood up just short of the 25-yard line. They might give him the 25 because of a late little spin there, so that'll be a gain of about two and a half yards.
3: He's done a nice job running the ball, and it's been all on this last drive here.
1: He has not carried the ball a whole lot this season. I think he had three carries coming in. It's going to be third and five here. This is four down territory for Columbus, who's down by 28. 41-13 is our score. Kearney nearly jumped off sides. And now the quarterback is kind of prairie-dogging, just looking over there like a meerkat to the official to the sideline, trying to figure out what they want to do. And Columbus has to call a timeout. Timeout brought to you by ENT Positions at Carney. 543 to go, fourth quarter. Carney on top, 41-13, third and five for Columbus when we return after this. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you
6: kidding me?
1: And welcome back. Adam Central now with a 21-8 lead over Central City over on KICS Radio. Hastings comfortably ahead of York, 38-13 on KJS Radio. And uh, it is a final Loomis over Axdell, 36-0 over on Power 99. Here the issue I don't want to say is in doubt because Kearney High with 5.43 to go is in great shape at 41-13. to But Columbus is threatening here, third and five from the 15. Mickey's going to throw the ball in the end zone, and it is complete. But is it in bounds? Yes, he is. Touchdown! Great throw to Ernest Hausman, as Hausman will make the catch, and good for the touchdown.
3: Yeah, they had uh, one-on-one coverage the last two or three plays. Uh, and that's your best receiver, and you got to give him—you got to give him another opportunity. And, and the quarterback made a better throw this time, and uh, nice catch there for the touchdown.
1: And that was from twenty yards out. And they will try the extra point here after the five-points bank touchdown. As Garrett Esch will try to tack on that extra point. High snap and a line drive kick that is no good. Well, that all started with a high snap. And good pressure coming from the near side. I think it was Seth Altwine, who if they got that in the air, I think that one went under his arms. Otherwise, it had been blocked if he got it in the air. In any event, the extra point is no good, and Carney High has a 41-19 lead with 537 to go here in the fourth quarter. We'll be back with a kickoff right after this.
16: great deal more.
1: Well, Ernest Houseman able to stay inbounds. I think it's right call as he made the catch on that left side. Coverage wasn't too shabby, but it was just that little stripe of gold there yeah. in that end zone on the Nebraska end of the football. The end zone here says uh, Nebraska on one side, Kearney on the other. Here at the University of Nebraska at Kearney.
3: Preparing for the onside kick here. I don't know if uh, Columbus is ready to do that or not. Uh, I would think so. Well,
1: Caden Miller is the only guy that uh, isn't, uh, the only one that's uh, north of the 40-yard line. So we'll see if Esh does try that onside kick here. If you're Columbus, I think you you, you have to. Either,
3: well, you've burned your timeouts, two of them on that drive. So
1: Yep. You know, come up, and they're gonna they're going to kick the ball deep. And Miller will pick it up on the bounce, and they're going to call that a touchback. He caught it on the bounce. They're going to say the momentum took him into the end zone, and as soon as the ball gets in the end zone, that is a touchback. And that's a a different interpretation of the rule from the way I understand it because that ball was carried into the end zone by the momentum Uh, of the player, not the momentum of the football.
3: I would have... uh... Not that it matters a lot right now, but if I was Columbus's coach, I might have questioned the ruling on that play.
1: Yeah, but even if it's an inadvertent whistle, you'd still end still, up with where still, you're
3: at. We're, we're here now.
1: Yeah, as soon as that whistle was blown, this is, this is going to be the result. But that's a different interpretation.
3: Looks like we've got some backups in for the Bearcats now. Some wide
1: receivers anyway. Yeah. So the Bearcats, Pearson will take the snap. He's playing quarterback and... He'll hand the ball off here to uh, Molina, who had that huge kickoff return. And uh, Miguel Molina, 5'9", 170-pound senior here on senior night, is going to gain about three yards.
3: Got a couple of new wide receivers in, Max Myers, Braden Anderson.
1: So gain of four.
3: Might have a few different offensive
1: linemen in there. Yeah, coming out on this right side is going to be Braden Anderson. And again, the handoff here to Molina. Molina down the right sideline, be pushed out of bounds at about the 30. That looks like enough for a first down. So Molina, two carries, 10 yards.
3: Well, nice, nice job there, and you know you don't want to run out of bounds, but you know there's you also
1: don't you know, want to get killed. You also don't
3: want to get uh, lit up pretty good either. Good for first
1: down. The most important part of that aspect is that it's a first down. A first down. <laughs> first down. And yeah, Bear clock's going to stop here for a little bit, but you got three more downs to work on this clock.
3: Looks like we put with 4:31. Put a whole new fresh set alignment in, and yep.
1: a new quarterback. Cash Roseberry checks in there. And now in that quarterback is going to be Riley Miller. And the official that uh, keeps a cl- track of time throws the flag. That'll be a five-yard delay a game penalty.
3: Yeah, I know Coach Cool doesn't like those penalties, but you know that was that was a late substitution yeah. by the lineman, and that was it just wasn't going to get there. Well, in time. you
1: you ask Cool, he'll he'll take responsibility. Yeah. The coaching staff will say, "Yeah, we we changed things too late. We put our boys." in the wrong spot there. So Miller will play quarterback. Molina will be his running back. And they'll hand off here to Molina. Molina runs through one tackle, and he'll juke another guy. He's down on the ground. Ball came out. Ground can't cause a fumble, as the officials emphatically say that the ball is down. That'll be a gain of about three here for Molina. And there is a flag down, usually where you're going to get a hold. On the backside. we
3: got a personal foul here. I think Columbus player was uh, being a little egregious. Coach Cool is not a happy camper.
1: I would like to know if you can spell egregious.
3: Uh, give me a couple chances and <laughs> a piece of paper and a pen.
1: Um, that's the reason why there's spell check. <laughs> that's going to be a defensive hold foul, and a personal foul. They call it personal foul, but they s- indicated a hold. Oh. In any event it goes against Columbus, they'll add it on at the end of the Molina run, so Molina will get uh, credit for another four yards of rushing here, and Carney High will add on to their first down total.
3: Not exactly sure what the Columbus player was doing, but uh, the quarterback handed the ball off, and he decided the quarterback was his target, so I think that was the uh, focus of the flag there.
1: So the ball will be spotted at the 43-yard line. Clock is moving here after the first down, 4.07 to go. Miller at quarterback will hand the ball to Molina. Molina running to the right side, and he'll cut back in, spin, juke, bring it across midfield, down to about the 45-yard line. So that's going to be another gain of about uh, 14 here for Molina. He's going to end up with some pretty good uh, he
3: is. numbers here. He's yeah. got
1: 28 yards rushing and on four an, carries.
3: And an 85-yard kick return.
1: A nice set up job. a big yeah. touchdown. Columbus got themselves right back in the game, and then Molina with that big return. Turned the tide.
3: There have been a lot of Molinas over there, and uh, he's flashing that speed that uh, most of them uh, have had.
1: And he'll come out of the ball game after having some success here. Miller's going to keep it himself. He's going to hold on to the ball. He thought for a moment of pitching it late to Ryan Green, that would have been a mistake. Yeah. And uh, I think he realized that.
3: Yep. I think uh, the defender kind of got in that uh, middle ground where it was a good decision to just eat that ball because uh, we weren't gonna, that pitch was not going to be made.
1: A gain of, well, actually a loss of about one. The advantage is it keeps that clock moving here. Three minutes to go. Carney High going to pick up their first win of the season. They lead at 41 to 19. Riley Miller will pitch it this time to Green. Green off that right side has a little seam at the 40. He'll be brought down at about the 32-yard line. And we've got a player down and right where the player is down we've got a flag. Oh, Riley Miller has a flag thrown right at his spot where he got tackled. And that's going to be a personal foul. And the Columbus player is uh, left he, the field.
3: He has left the party.
1: And he is nowhere near any of the coaches or Well, honestly, where are you supposed to be standing?
3: His helmet took a little tumble, too. There's some frustration.
1: So nice run there. Gain of about 14.
3: Great job uh, by Ryan there cutting back on the inside. And had a nice little juke out in the open there, Um, you know you know uh doing a nice job it was a good job uh, the, the sprint option has been there all night for Carney and uh 9 times out of 10 it's been uh quarterback keep it but uh the the few times that they have pitch it they've had an opportunity with the running back
1: well right now Columbus is going to have an opportunity to talk with their head coach he wants to talk to them about uh finishing this game with uh by keeping their heads. Craig Williams calls a timeout here for Columbus with 2.39 to go. He wants to make sure that this doesn't get any uglier than it has here down the stretch. Carney High on top here, 41-19. to 19. We'll take the timeout with him. This timeout brought to you by E&T Physicians. At Kearney, back after this. Well, again, the Cozad coaching staff not happy with how some of their young men are, are handling their uh, effort here down the stretch. A couple of personal foul penalties on this drive to set up Carney High at the 16-yard line where it will be first and 10 for the Cats. And Riley Miller will hand the ball right up the middle. And Green, nice little drive right up the middle for Ryan Green. And Green green will bring it inside the ten yard line. That'll be a gain of about eight on the play.
3: Say a couple nice carries back to back there.
1: Fourteen yards on one, eight on that one. It's going to set up now second and two from from about the nine -yard yard line. Clock moving here. Carney's just going to keep the drive going. Yep. If it gets to a situation where they get the first down, they may very well kneel on it three times, but they come up here very quickly. Miller calls out the signals hands off to green. Green has a nice little seam. He'll drive down to about the two yard line. That'll be a gain of six and it will set up first and goal here for Carney high.
3: He's doing a nice job uh, running behind his blockers there. And, uh... Kind of squirted it through the line there and get close to the goal line.
1: Yeah, we're going to call this a three yard line.
3: Another substitution of two or three linemen there for the Bearcats.
1: Checking in the game is uh, Cole Rowe. And again, your quarterback is Riley Miller, 6'1, 190 pound junior. Miller calls it out, and they'll ride green here a little bit. Green. Uh-oh. We'll lose the football and it's going to go right to Columbus and they're going to pick it up and advance it out to about the five yard line. That was nearly a huge scoop and score, yeah, it was. but uh, they they, they kind of rode the running back a little bit longer there. The the handoff between Miller and Green was longer than we've seen all yep. night tonight for Carney High. And they kind of fought over the football. They lose control of it. That'll be their first turnover of the night with a minute 18 to go here in the football game. And the Bearcats cannot add on to a 41 to 19 lead.
3: That's, uh, that's one of those. Uh, you just have uh, backup players playing against a varsity team and uh, things don't go well all the time.
1: But it's a great learning experience.
3: Yep. You know? We'll come yep. back next time they get that opportunity. It won't be an issue.
1: And I don't think Columbus is going to be real goofy here either. They ate up two timeouts on uh, one drive, and then they had that timeout a little bit ago, and now Kearney is going to call their first timeout. Timeout brought to you by E&T Physicians at Carney, taking care of you since 1994. Located where you need us, specializing in you. Minute 18 to go here in the football game. Timeout, Carney. We're back right after this. Well, Preston Pearson, 77 yards rushing tonight, four touchdowns here for Carney High. And Molina ran the ball well, but that kickoff return of 84 yards for Miguel Molina when Carney High really needed it. That's one reason why the Bearcats have a 41-19 lead at the moment. Bearcats have looked good both ends of the football and, and on special teams. Change of quarterback here for Columbus as well. I'll just hand the ball right up on that left side. And Lee in the tackle here for the Cats is going to be Rowe. Cole Rowe makes the tackle after a short little run here by Liam Blazer.
3: Yeah, also a great job there by Logan Trampy, too. 6'2 senior for the Bearcats.
1: And a nice job there. So gain of about four here for Blazer. He's carried the ball 26 times on the season. They'll snap the ball here to Riley Iberg, Iberg playing quarterback. And they'll just run the quick little dive on that right side. And a nice little gain there for Blazer.
3: Bearcats doing a good job trying to get all their seniors into the game, make sure they get some snaps on senior night.
1: Gain of about seven there for Blazer, enough for a first down. Ball at the 18 here for Columbus. They'll snap it inside at 20 seconds to go here in the football game. This may very well be the last play of the game. Looking to throw the ball is Columbus. They'll have it intercepted. Right into the uh, waiting arms on that left side. Tracking down the football is Tanner Johnson.
3: There we go, Tanner.
1: Tanner with a nice little reception. Pulls it down with six seconds to go in the game. That'll be the third turnover for Columbus, and the first one that Carney High will not turn in the points.
3: That's right. Those were those were the big parts, of, big big parts of the game, is uh, points off turnovers for the Bearcats. First and ten, Bearcats
1: at the 37-yard line. So first and ten from the 37, six seconds to go. This will be final play as Carney is putting the exclamation point on a 41-19 win. And they're just gonna kneel on it. Riley Miller takes the snap, takes the knee, and Carney High will take their first win of the season 41 to 19. And again, they had a stretch here where they scored one, two, three, four straight touchdowns. They had the long run by Columbus for 80 yard touchdown. That's when Molina had his long 84 yard kickoff return. And you know, it was 27 13. Columbus had the momentum. Um, and then uh, Carney High gets the short field. They go right back up by 21, and it's, I don't want to say game over at that point, but they took care of business.
3: Right, right. Now, you know, Columbus, uh, they would have had some work to do to get uh, two touchdowns on the board, being down 14 at that point, but uh, that kick return by Molina completely turned the game uh, all the way into the Bearcats' favor, and uh, they took care of business and kind of coasted through from there. So, you know, the big the big takeaways from the game are, uh, Pearson having a great game running the ball, especially down near the goal line. Uh, the Bearcat defense forcing a couple turnovers at the offense turned into points, and then the big kick, the big kick return on the special teams for the Bearcats. So, uh, you know, all three phases kind of contributed in their own special way tonight.
1: So the Bearcats with a nice win here, 41 to 19 is our final. We're going to step away for a moment. When we return, we'll have the New West Sports Medicine North Peak Surgery post-game show coming up right after this.
13: Hello Area Ranchers, this is Ryan Wells with Wells Flying Service and Nutrient Ag Solutions. Harvest is moving along as fast as possible, and everybody is busy in the field right now. But don't forget, you'll be bringing cattle back to stock shortly. And when you're out in your pastures, make sure you look at the grass and see if a fall pasture sprain would be beneficial to your operation. Applying Cortiva's Torton 22K or Grazon Next to your pasture are excellent choices to help your pasture for your next grazing season. They have great residual control for a variety of annoying grass robbing weeds. Contact any of your area Nutrient Ag Solutions sales representatives and they will be happy to help. If you do not have a Nutrient Sales contact, call 308-995-4646 and we'll get you in contact with the right location and the salesperson. Also, ask about our Nutrient 0% financing program. So remember, Wells Flying Service and Nutrient Ag Solutions with locations in Holdridge, Ogallala, Campbell, Cozad, Carney, Ravenna, Hartwell, Hastings, Oxford, Elwood, Arapaho, and Alma. 308 995 4646.
7: Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery is now offering an orthopedic rapid care clinic. During these uncertain times, our goal is to help take the burden off of our local hospitals. New West Sports Medicine is now offering a walk-in clinic for your orthopedic problems, Monday through Friday, 8 to 4. No appointments necessary. Most major insurance is accepted. Call 308-865-2570 for more information. New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery's new Rapid Care Clinic.
1: Time now for the New West Sports Medicine and North Peak Surgery Post Game Show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Let's go through the scoring on the opening drive. Columbus gets on the board. Trey Cobza. On a fifteen yard run, that made it seven to nothing, and then Carney answered right back. They marched eighty yards down the field and scored with a minute fifty seven to go in the quarter that's when Preston Pearson hit Alex Shaw on a twelve yard touchdown pass. Extra point was no good, seven to six Columbus, but that was just the start of Carney really getting the offense going. Parker Weiss with a twelve yard touchdown run on the ensuing drive that made it thirteen to seven. They had a, a fumble in there that gave Carney the short field and Preston Pearson with a two yard touchdown run that made it 20 to seven. And then in the third quarter, that was our score at halftime in the third quarter, Carney with their first possession after a fumble by Columbus Pearson, again, with a nine yard run that made it 27 to 13. And then things got interesting. We had a stretch of uh, two touchdowns in 13 seconds and three touchdowns in the span of a minute 40, because Again, Pearson made it 27 to 7, but then Trey said the very first play from scrimmage, an 80-yard run, and that made it 27 to 13. Then uh, a nice return by Miguel Molina of 84 yards to set up the short field for Carney High. Pearson again would go in for another 2-yard touchdown run. That made it 34 to 13. Carney early in the fourth quarter gets another Pearson 2-yard run, made it 41 to 13 and then Columbus. Uh, Brody Mickey hit Ernest Hausman on a nice pass with 537 to go. Uh, that made it 41 to 19. Carney got the ball back, drove down late in the game. They they turned it over. In fact, we exchanged turnovers, but Carney High did what they needed to do. They really dominated offense, defense and special teams and they win this one by a final of 41-13.
3: Yeah, it was a good job by the Bearcats, you know, it, uh, They scored more points tonight than they have the rest of the year combined so they got to feel good uh, about getting the wind under their belt and the offense played well defense did their job and uh, the special teams obviously contributed in a big way so uh, things are looking up for the Bearcats Uh, they got a a game next week against Lincoln High and Lincoln High is uh, down this year Uh, and then they finish up with a big game against Elkhorn South which knocked them out of the playoffs last year so uh you you'd like to think that Carney can get a little momentum rolling here how they finish the year off
1: and again uh, a a great effort running the football tonight you know you look at Preston Pearson 77 yards rushing and four touchdowns
3: yeah you'll take that uh you'll take that by anybody uh, especially your quarterback Uh, get 77 yards out of your quarterback uh, let alone the touchdowns um he did a good job all night uh they were they were running uh, plays that looked like options, but I think they were mainly directed on him keeping the ball all night long and then uh, setting him up uh, down near the goal line with some good uh, good lead plays by the running backs, and Preston was just falling in behind them. So uh, when you can have, uh, you know, he was probably six of eight passing or something along those lines, uh, good completion rate, and he ran the ball hard. Um, tonight was kind of geared around uh, Preston's abilities as a quarterback, and uh, you know, he was getting positive yards every time he touched the ball, so why change something that's not, not broken?
1: Yeah, uh, and uh, let's do take a look at our uh, numbers. We'll begin, first of all, for Columbus. By the way, you almost nailed it uh, with the passing here for Preston Pearson. But for Columbus, Brody Mickey throwing the ball, he, very efficient, 13 of 15 uh, unofficially for 122 yards. Uh, the only pass attempt for Riley Iberg late in the game was an interception. Trey Cobza. Had uh, two receptions for 48 yards. Ernest Hausman had 19 yards in receptions. Uh, Mason Moore, another 19. Uh, Blake Thompson had for 18. And uh, Garrett Esch with 58 yards reception uh, here in the game. Again, 122 yards in the air here for Columbus unofficially. And running the ball 20 times for 154 yards for Columbus. Uh, Mickey had uh, four carries for 11 yards. Kobza had that 80-yard touchdown run. That really is going to make up over half of the rushing yards for Columbus on the night. Kobza finished with five rushes for 101 yards, again, accentuated by that 80-yarder. Uh, Mason Moore had three carries for seven yards. Liam Blazer, two carries for 11 yards. Garrett Ash had two carries for nine yards. And uh, Sam Krapanowski had... Uh, Four carries for 15 yards. So, again, 20 rushes for 154 yards for Columbus. Uh, add in another 122 yards rushing the football. So, 276 yards of total offense here for Columbus. But Columbus did turn the ball over three times. And Carney cashed in two of the three in for touchdowns. So, they had 14 points off of turnovers. And they went at 41-19. to 19. Now for Carney Hyde, Preston Pearson, very efficient throwing the ball. Seven of nine on the night. Yeah, Uh, seven of nine on the night for an even 100 yards. Had a touchdown, no interceptions. Will Luthens had one catch for one yard. Cade Miller had one catch for 37 yards. Alex Shaw with four catches for, and I did not total this up, but for 50 yards here in the ball game. And uh, one uh, catch for Colin Schleicher for 12 yards on the night running the ball Pearson again very good finished with 77 rushing yards carried the ball 19 times for 77 yards and four touchdowns Molina didn't carry the ball until the fourth quarter but Miguel Molina uh, finished with four carries for 28 yards Parker Weiss had seven carries for 49 yards one carry here for Colin Schleicher for a negative one yard Chris Dutenhofer had eight carries for 43 yards. And uh, late in the game, Ryan Green uh, with three carries for 28 yards. Unofficially, Carney carried the ball 42 times on the ground for 225 yards. So 325 yards of total offense tonight for Carney High. Only turnover they had all night was late in the game when the game was locked up uh, with some of the JV players. So Carney wins the turnover battle. Uh, they had the great kickoff return by Molina. Their defense came up with big plays when they needed to come up with them. it got 14 points off for turnovers. They ran the ball better. I mean, they really controlled all three facets of the game, offense, defense, special teams. Carney High wins it in all three phases, and they win it by a final of 41 to 19.
3: Yeah, I think uh, the big thing that uh, Coach Kuhl is going to take away from this, I think, is uh, when they had the opportunity to do something, they they took advantage of it. Uh, you get the turnovers, and you take advantage of short fields and you score on it. And th- those turnovers were gi- gigantic in in the overall aspect of this game. You, you get two turnovers and you score, uh, especially that first turnover. Uh, you you get up uh, 13 to seven at that point, and you get a turnover and you go right in and make it 20 20 to seven, and that that's about uh, that's about all they needed for the night, right? Yeah. Now.
1: Yeah, and again, I, I like the way they answered the bell. You know, they, they fall behind, they came back. They gave up the big 80-yard touchdown run. You get an 84-yard kickoff return to answer right back. So Carney did a great job of every time Columbus made a little run at him of answering that and taking care of business. And we talked about needing to gain some confidence. I think Carney High was able to do that in spades tonight.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Columbus is just dangerous enough that if Carney didn't play well tonight, this was going to be a lot different. If Columbus doesn't have two turnovers. This is a, maybe a different ball game. So uh, for Kearney to come out and do what they did and then continue to build on it throughout the game. It took them a little while to start that momentum, but once they got it, they just kept building and building. They got better as the game went on.
1: And again, uh, Kearney High, uh, really, absolutely what they needed here tonight was to gain that confidence. And that certainly will, will happen when you uh, beat Columbus by a score. Of forty one to nineteen. Scott, appreciate your time today. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Scott for Scott Mowering, I'm Randy Bushcutter, and Eng- our engineer Grant Ty back in the studios. Thanks so much for joining us. Once again, your final Carney High picks up their first win of the season, forty one to nineteen. Thanks for joining us. Good night, everybody.